Your Honor, I'm about to switch gears a little bit. I don't know if you would like to break now for lunch. That's or fine. If you could approach us for a moment. Your Honor, before we take lunch, plaintiff would move in uh, Mr. Marks as an expert in the entertainment industry. All right, any objection? All right, so moved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go ahead and take our hour lunch then. Uh, please do not talk to anybody and don't do any outside research. We'll see you back in an hour, okay? Thank you. Mr. Marks, if you could just stay there for a second, sir. Stay there for a second. Just stay right there. Thank you. No problem, sir. since you're in the middle of your testimony, you cannot talk to anybody about your testimony at this time, including any lawyers or Mr. Depp, okay, sir? All right, all right, then we'll be back. Then we'll be back at, let's make it two o'clock, okay? All right, thank you. Mr. Depp was in her closet. I did, yeah. She must have heard what was going on and not been too pleased. So she shortly after re-entered 
um, Penthouse Five as I was trying to get Mr. Depp out of there. And what happened at that point? So her and her sister both came back in. Um, we were on the middle level, so her office level of, of Penthouse Five at that point. Um, she was agitated. Mr. Depp was agitated. Uh, I felt it was time to get Mr. Depp out of the situation, so I stepped in between Miss Heard and Mr. Depp, um, telling Mr. Depp that we were that we were leaving and that it wasn't up to him anymore. Um, at that point, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a, a fist and an arm come across my right shoulder and uh, I heard and saw a closed fist um, contact Mr. Depp in the left side of his face. And whose fist was that? That was Miss Heard's fist, Amber Heard's fist. How did Mr. Depp respond when he was punched? The initial look on his face um, kind of mirrored mine, uh, kind of a look of shock, like what just happened, where'd that come from? Um, at that point, uh, I wasn't gonna let Mr. Depp get hit anymore, so I moved him down the last flight of stairs to the lower level um, and told him we're leaving it like it wasn't it wasn't up to him anymore um just for his safety I, I didn't again i had let him get hit by a red bull can i let him get punched my job is to ensure the safety and well-being of my clients and i felt like i hadn't done that so um it was my time to do my job and get him out of there so again, not great testimony for Amber Heard, helpful testimony for Johnny Depp when he says that he was the victim in all this and not the abuser. Now, if you're just joining us on our YouTube channel, first of all, thank you so much for watching our live stream on YouTube. They're currently in a lunch break. As soon as they come back, we will jump back live into court. You won't miss any minute. But in the meantime, we're not only recapping some of the most important moments that have happened in court, but we're taking your questions. So if on YouTube, you just pin your question on the channel and hopefully we'll get a chance to answer it. And that's where I want to go right now. So. And Jeanette, we have from White Widow Baby, and I should say, this doesn't even sound like a question to you, Anne Jeanette, more a question to Amber Heard, but from White Widow Baby, Amber, why did you fire your PR team last Thursday? And Jeanette, do you have an answer for White Widow Baby? Uh, White Widow Baby, I do have your answer. Uh, apparently, she wasn't happy with the coverage. Uh, we had periodically received some information um, from her former publicist. Uh, this is what happens in a trial when you're dealing with celebrities. They have different teams of people who work for them. Uh, and apparently, she was unsatisfied with the coverage she was getting. There were a lot of headlines that were good for Johnny Depp and uh, not good for her. We've heard a lot of things uh, about her temper, 
about the language that she uses. Uh, we've heard about the defecation in the bed that the security guard said last week that she took responsibility for. At least she called it a practical joke gone bad or gone wrong. Uh, so I, I don't think she liked any of that. So last Thursday, she fired Precision Strategies, and she has now hired Shane Communications, which has gone up against Johnny Depp in the past, and they represented his former business managers in a lawsuit um, back in 2017, in which Johnny Depp claimed they defrauded him. Um, but that lawsuit ended up being settled, and uh, it's my understanding from my sources that Johnny Depp received some type of benefit from that settlement, although it is confidential. So uh, these are people who've worked against Johnny Depp in the past, and as she's set to testify and start presenting her case, uh, she wants better headlines for her and her side of the story. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty remarkable development to do that, and maybe a risky thing to do in the middle of trial and right before you testify. Now, again, we are going to be taking mm -hmm. more of your questions, but I do want to actually go now to Travis McGivern. Again, this is he testified earlier today. This is Depp's bodyguard, and this is when he was asked under cross-examination. He was asked about that infamous Australia incident where Johnny Depp claims Amber Heard threw a vodka bottle at him, severing his finger. Take a look. Now, that wasn't the only time you learned of Mr. Depp um, causing damage in Penthouse 5, correct? Couldn't say for sure. Uh, nothing, nothing's coming to mind. He had, uh, you said he had something on his hand from his injury that he sustained in Australia, right? Yes, his hand was wrapped. Now, you weren't in Australia uh, with Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard, correct? I was not. And what he had on his hand could have been a hard cast, correct? Sure. I have, I have no idea what was under the wrap. And isn't it true that while he was on the mezzanine level and Miss Heard uh, and, and her sister were there, <laughs> that he was reaching for Amber's hair while he was trying to hit her with that cast, correct? That is not correct. And you say that you can't say for sure where Whitney was standing on the mezzanine level during this altercation, correct? That is correct. And it's it's possible that she was standing in between Mr. Depp and Miss Heard then, correct? No. Well, you say you can't say for sure where she was standing. So she could have been standing in between Mr. Depp and Miss Heard, right? No, because I stepped in between Miss Heard and Mr. Depp. Um, so she definitely wasn't standing in between them. Well, in fact, you saw Mr. Depp uh, push or shove Whitney Heard, correct? Absolutely not. And it was only after Mr. Depp pushed Whitney that Amber stepped forward and punched him in the face. Isn't that right? That is not correct. Now, what's interesting about that is clearly Amber Heard's side is not denying the punch or the hit. Remember, she was on an audio tape saying that she hit Johnny Depp, but now they're trying to say exactly why she did that. So we're going to more of our YouTube uh, questions right now. Again, if you're on our YouTube live stream, we will jump back live when court starts up again. They're currently in a lunch break, but we are taking your questions. Just pin them on the channel. We're going to go to Good Luck Bo, and this question is for you, Marie. Is there any limitation of their overusage of hearsay objections since her lawyers, meaning Amber Heard lawyers, are clearly overusing it? What do you make of that? 
There is no limitation. In comes the role of the judge who has to shut it down. And that's when she says overruled, sustained. There's no limitation. They're advocating for their clients. And it is sometimes kind of lame, even for a non-legal person, to watch because it's so obvious they're flailing, they're buying time, they're just being ridiculous right now. And that cross-examination was kind of an example of that because that was a strong, strong witness. And they couldn't shake him. And the fact that they kept saying, isn't it true what you saw? And he just clapped right back, no, I didn't see that. He actually made them look weak, in my opinion. Well, he had a, quite, a, quite a phenomenal beard. And I think that definitely added to something, a, a part of his testimony <laughs> as well. Let's go to Corporal, Corporal Rollmopes, again, taking your questions on YouTube. Probably asked before, but do we know when Amber Heard herself will testify? So I'm going to ask, answer this partly, and then, Dina, I'm going to go to you. Our indication is, early reports, that she will take the stand this week. Uh, we do believe that uh, Johnny Depp is going to wrap up his case. Now, again, trials are very fluid. That could change. I'm going to tweak this question a little bit. If you were representing her, Dina, would you have her testify at the very start of her case, the middle of her case, or the end of the case? I would not have her start. I would actually have, I believe she's saying that she suffered from post-traumatic stress. I would at least have that expert um, testify first to kind of combat the uh, expert that Johnny Depp put on, you know, saying that she had borderline disorder, and perhaps her sister, who I believe is going to testify, and she evidently was a witness to this punch, because I think mm -hmm. at this point, I don't know how credible she's going to come across because Johnny Depp's witnesses have been so good. I think they need to do a little bit of rehabilitating their case before they put her on. Well, I'll tell you, when I showed up today in the early morning hours, the line was longer than I've ever seen, and that's partially due. I think people thought Amber Heard was going to testify today, so clearly there's something in the air. People are expecting this. Uh, and again, for our YouTube YouTubers, we will jump back live in court once that stream comes up. Once we're back live, they're currently in a lunch break, but we will take your questions. Let's take a quick break on our end. When we come back, we'll have more.
All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm welcoming both our regular viewers on the Long Crime Network and also our YouTubers who have been so religiously watching this trial on our live stream. We thank you so much. We are currently in a lunch break right now in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial, which is happening right behind me. As soon as they're done with lunch and we have our feedback, we will jump live. You're not going to miss a moment of the trial. But in the meantime, during this lunch break, we're not only going to recap some of the biggest moments in court, we're actually taking your questions. So if you have a question about the case, Case, pin it in our YouTube channel and we'll bring it on the air and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, so right now I'm going to Vito DeCaro. Why are audio tapes allowed in court? And clearly, Marie, they're speaking about this really incri uh, incriminating evidence of the audio tapes between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, which are going to play such a key role here. Why are these tapes traditionally allowed in court? They're allowed in court because they're used to impeach. They're used as evidence to show, in this case, that Amber was not the victim. Because part of this defamation case is that she said something in the op-ed, it ruined his name and it cost him money, and she deemed him a wife-beater. The audio tapes are going against that whole notion, and it's really destroying her argument that it was true that she was an abused person. It's showing her to be the person who was the abuser. So it's being used because it's evidence for Johnny Depp's case. And, I mean, it was so pivotal to think about that tape in comparison to what we heard earlier because on a tape, Amber Heard acknowledged that she hit Johnny Depp. And here, that was something that his bodyguard had testified to. He saw Amber Heard punch Johnny Depp. Now, Amber Heard on the tape said she didn't punch him. She slapped him. It's a matter of words there, but clearly there was some physical contact. Now, we are going to take more of your questions in a minute. I do want to play some of the testimony from earlier today from Jack Wiggum, who is Johnny Depp's talent agent, his manager. Um, he had worked at CAA. And this, again, is, is so important to understand what the impact of the 2018 Washington Post article, the impact that had on Johnny Depp's career. Because when we're talking about a defamation case, that is a key element. Let's take a look. Directing your attention to the title of the article, quote, Amber Heard, colon, I spoke up against sexual violence, unquote. What, if any, understanding do you have of that reference? Objection, Your Honor. It's irrelevant what his understanding is. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. That, that, was, uh, that was rather shocking, I remember, because it was the first time I'd heard an allegation of sexual abuse. And against whom was the allegation of sexual abuse? Objection, Your Honor. How would he know? I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Mr. Wiggum, directing your attention to the fifth paragraph of Plaintiff's Exhibit 1, Ms. Hurd writes, quote, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse, unquote. To what does that refer? Objection, Your Honor. How would he know it? Uh, I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Uh, Mr. Gibson, if you would please take down Plaintiff's Exhibit 1. Mr. Wiggum, how, if at all, was Ms. Hurd's op-ed different from other articles about the couple's relationship? Objection, Your Honor. Calls for hearsay foundation. All right. Other Mr. Wiggum, had you seen other articles in the course of your duties as Mr. Depp's agent about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? Uh, objection, Your Honor. Still yes. calls for hearsay uh, foundation. I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, 
How, if at all, was the op-ed different from other articles you had read about the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard relationship? It, you know, it was a first-person account coming from the victim. Uh, it's extremely impactful. Impactful in a, in a good or bad way? For, on, you know, with respect to Johnny, it, it was it was catastrophic because it was coming from, you, you know, uh, a first person account. It was not from a journalist. It was not from someone observing. It was from someone saying this happened to me. And again, that's important testimony for Johnny Depp's side, showing how it was the Washington Post article that changed everything for him. And again, we want to welcome back our YouTube viewers as well as our network viewers. But if you're on YouTube watching our live stream, we will jump back live as soon as that courtroom feed starts up again. They're currently in a lunch break, and we're currently taking your questions. Just post them up on YouTube. I want to go to uh, Laura Jael. Laura Jael asks, and this is for you, Dina. If Amber Heard commits perjury on the stand, can she be held accountable for it, considering this is a civil lawsuit and not a criminal court? Clearly, people are already thinking that Amber Heard is going to lie. What do you think about that, Dina? What could happen if she, if they catch her on a lie on the stand? Okay, that is a great question. And perjury is criminal regardless of whether or not the case is criminal. And not only that, but we see a lot of these pre-taped deposition witnesses where their testimony was actually like a year ago. They took an oath then, also saying they wouldn't perjure themselves. So if they lied, that's a crime. If you do it in a civil case, it's a crime. If you do it in a criminal case, it's a crime. You're taking an oath, and it's the violation of that oath that's a crime, not what type of case or legal form that you do it in. Yeah, do not lie on the stand. That's rule number one in life and on law and crime. We always make sure of that. Now, we have from Maria Oberfeld. Why is this in Virginia and not California? Clearly, look at this beautiful weather we have right now. Now, the truth of the matter is we have it in Virginia because of two reasons. One, the Washington Post article was actually published in their headquarters here in Virginia. And number two, and Maria, I'll go to you on this, our understanding is that at the time this lawsuit was filed, the laws in Virginia were more favorable to Johnny Depp for a defamation claim than they currently are, right? It's my understanding that since that time, there was a law put on place to this anti-slap law that has actually granted almost First Amendment protection to Amber Heard. Can you walk us through why this might not be as advantageous for Johnny Depp in Virginia as maybe he once hoped? Yeah, it might not be as advantageous because the anti-slap law basically says if the person said what they said and that is in the interest of the public, you have to show some additional element of malice. So Amber is saying domestic violence is a disease. She was a victim of it. It's rampant in our community. So therefore, she had to speak up on behalf of the public to do it. And if, in fact, that's true, that gives her a type of qualified immunity from the statement, even if it was harmful to Johnny, because she was saying it in the public interest. But now she has to be truthful in what she right. said, and that's where she has problems. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole matter of the case. We talk about truth and credibility in every trial that we cover, but this one is the central focus here, and it's going to be up to that jury 
to determine whether or not Amber Heard was telling the truth. So again, these are great questions, by the way. So if you have any more questions on our YouTube channel, just pin them, we'll read them, we'll answer them. Let's play a little bit more of Jack Wiggum from earlier today, Johnny Depp's talent manager who gave a better insight not only into the industry, but also what happened as a result of Amber Heard's allegations. Mr. Wiggum, you testified that you closed a deal for Mr. Depp for Pirate 6 with him acting as Jack Sparrow. Do you recall that testimony? Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Wiggum, could you do me a favor and just count from one to five for me so you, I can get you on my big screens here? Sure. One, two, three, four, five. I'm not getting this. All right, I'll there, there we go. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. No. But in fact, Mr. Wiggum, it's not true that Mr. Depp ever had a contract with Disney for Pirate 6. Isn't that correct? Can you explain that question or that position? Have you ever seen a contract that provides for Mr. Depp to play Pirate 6? To the best of my knowledge, my memory, myself and my partner closed an, an optional picture deal for the amount of money of what that picture would be for Johnny. And you would you would make sure to have that in writing, wouldn't you? You know, that would normally go through legal counsel in terms of the codification of it. Do you have any explanation for why there exists nothing, no piece of paper, nothing suggesting that Mr. Depp ever had a deal with Disney for Pirate 6? Objection, lack of foundation, compound. Oh, I'll allow it. <laughs> so, uh, I often close when I was an agent. We, we would work on many deals where I actually wouldn't see contracts they were verbal in nature and then you know especially on on optional pictures just so there was an understanding of what the money would be so do you have an explanation why there is not even a piece of paper not an email not a text not a piece not a document nothing that suggests that mr depp is going to be in pirate six as jack sparrow objection asked and answered i, I don't believe it was so overruled i'll uh I mean, if you're asking me my opinion, it wouldn't necessarily be alarming because that would be a conversation usually to understand Disney's going to want to know, are we on the same, uh, are we on the same uh, page about what the money's going to be? And most of that conversation, if I remember correctly, was also with one of Johnny's lawyers. And Amber Heard's side trying to disprove that it was the Washington Post article that torpedoed Johnny Depp's career. We're taking more of your questions on YouTube again during this lunch break. As soon as that courtroom feed starts up again, we will jump back live. We appreciate all of our viewers, both on the network and YouTube, watching this case. So we're going to go to more questions right now. Uh, and Jeanette, this is a good one. A.E. Kniff says, why would Amber Heard's, Amber Heard's lawyers approve her meeting with the psychiatrist? I think this is in reference to Dr. Curry, who testified last week, the forensic psychologist that provided some highly incriminating testimony against Amber Heard, that she has these multiple, uh, has two different kinds of personality disorders, was erratic, emotionally unstable. Why would Amber, Heard, Amber Heard's lawyers agree to this? 
voice. Uh, that's the quick answer for um, our YouTube viewers, uh, A.E. Kniff. Uh, so basically, this is what happened. Uh, when Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard, Amber Heard then filed a counterclaim for $100 million for defamation, saying she had suffered some mental anguish, uh, mental distress. Well, guess what? That puts her mental health in play. Uh, she makes it an issue. So Johnny Depp's lawyers asked the court, asked Judge Ascarati, uh, to approve a mental health evaluation for Amber Heard. Uh, they went to the judge and said she has raised this issue, so we need to have her evaluated by one of our experts to determine just how damaged she has been um, by all of this. And so. Uh, her lawyers, uh, Amber Heard's lawyers, did not want this to happen, as you can imagine. I mean, who would want to subject themselves to that uh, willingly when you're part of a lawsuit? Uh, the judge ordered it. It happened last December, the evaluation. Dr. Curry um, testified that she met with uh, Amber Heard over two days for a total of 12 hours and conducted several evaluations using psychological testing. We heard her talk about the MMPI-2, which has been used for years to uh, assess uh, a person's mental health and whether or not they have any of these disorders uh, listed in the DSM-5, which is basically the Bible for psychological disorders. Uh, so Johnny Depp's uh, team, uh, you know, had a big win there in getting the judge to approve that. Meanwhile, Amber Heard's lawyers, they wanted Johnny Depp to have to go through the same thing, the same type of mental evaluation. But uh, the judge said twice, apparently, uh, when her team asked for this twice, that he didn't make his mental health an issue in his part of the lawsuit. So he didn't have to sit for any type of mental health evaluation with Amber Heard's uh, expert or legal team. So um, that is why that happened. As you can imagine, I'm sure they weren't happy about that and did not want her sitting uh, for some type of meeting, but she had no choice. No, and they didn't want the jury hearing that testimony either, and they tried to discredit that doctor by basically right. saying she's not board certified, she's biased, she was hired after having drinks with Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. See how they were trying to turn it there. But at the end of the right. day, the jury can't unhear what they did here. So we're getting these great questions right now. We do have to hit a quick break. Please write more questions in the, in the YouTube channel. We'll answer them on the other side. We'll be right back right after this.
All right, welcome back, everybody. We're live outside the Fairfax County Courthouse right now as we're currently on a lunch break in the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation trial. For all of our YouTube fans that have been watching and live streaming this, thank you so much, and also for our regular viewers. But if you are on YouTube and you want that courtroom feed, as soon as it starts up again, we will jump live. In the meantime, if you're on YouTube, you can ask us any questions about the case. Just pin it in the channel, we'll read it on air, and we'll answer it. And that's what we're doing right now. And in fact, um, Anjanette, I want to read you an interesting question that I was curious myself. We kind of heard a headline about this. This is from Rosie Jane, and Rosie Jane says, is Johnny Depp's team able to use Amber's claim about using makeup to cover up bruises and show that she, in fact, is lying about using a cover-up makeup because it came out in 2017? There was that really breakthrough TikTok that happened last week. Do we have any word on if right. this is going to play a role in this case? Well, you know, it could. We don't know for certain that they will go uh, through that directly or talk about that Milani concealer palette that um, Elaine Bredehoff held up during the uh, direct or uh, during her opening statement, I should say. But Milani puts out this uh, TikTok video about a week and a half ago saying, oh, that Milani concealer palette that Elaine Bredehoff held up. Uh, we didn't even make that until 2017. So um, she wasn't using our makeup to cover up her bruises. So I'm assuming we're going to hear a lot of testimony on direct from Amber Heard when she testifies either this Wednesday or Thursday about the types of cosmetics that she uses and how she's so skilled with makeup because she is a you know spokesperson for L'Oreal and all of this. Uh, so we will, I'm sure, get educated and we will be schooled on Amber Heard's uh, cosmetic routine and the types of cosmetics that she uses. Now, I reached out to uh, people who know Amber Heard about all of this when the TikTok came out, and uh, I was told by this source close to her that, look, you know, she held up that palette, but she used one similar to this, not exactly that one, and they didn't like that Milani came out, and they felt they were using this situation to kind of get some advertising, some free advertising, since it's a high-profile case. Uh, but Milani said, in that TikTok video, you asked, so here you go. So I would assume that, you yeah. know, the hardcore viewers who are really watching everything closely probably reached out to Milani on TikTok or wherever else and said, is this makeup, what, when was it made? When did she start using it? So uh, stirred up a little bit of controversy there about a week and a half ago. Absolutely. It's not only the court of law, it's also the court of public opinion as well. There are two battles that are happening for both of these stars. Right. I want to bring up a question from Ed Weisner. Judge asked all not to research cases online. Amber was not happy with the headlines. It means she was researching outside of court. Did Amber go against the judge's order? If yes, what could be the consequences? Just to clarify that, it's not an order against the parties. It's not about the lawyers or Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. Mm -hmm. It's mostly, it's really specifically for the witnesses and it's also uh, for the jury as well, who hopefully are not watching any of this, because could you imagine we find out the jury was tainted and watching some of the coverage? We'd have to start from uh, ground one, from the first base. So anyway, let's go back again. We are taking your questions on YouTube. Just throw them in that chat, and we'll cover them on the other side. Uh, let's go to some more, more, excuse me, some more of the testimony that you might have missed. We heard from Ed White, who is Depp's business manager, and gave some more insight into this case. Take a look. What role did you play with respect to the payments ultimately made to Ms. Heard? Um, we supplied the payments to Ms. Heard in accordance with the agreement, either on or before the date in which they were required to be paid. The first payments 
made to Ms. Heard was $2 million in 2017. Then in April of 2017, another payment of $1 million made payable directly to Ms. Heard was made. Then in August of 2017, another million dollars was paid directly to Ms. Heard. Uh, then in November, $500,000 was paid directly to Ms. Heard. My colleagues drafted those checks, I executed them, they were delivered on a timely basis. Therefore, in 2017, she was paid $4.5 million directly paid to her. Then on February 1 of 2018, she was paid the final installment of $2.3 million for total payments that went directly to Ms. Heard of $6.8 million. Do you know when this lawsuit was filed? Yes, it was filed in March 1. Were the payments that were made on Mr. Depp's behalf uh, directly to Ms. Heard the only economic benefit she received? Jackson leading. I haven't heard the go. I, I, I'll overrule the objection for us now. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, were, were, were the payments made on uh, to Ms. Heard the only economic benefits that she received from the settlement agreement? No. As I shared with you earlier, Mr. Depp was required to pay $500,000 to Ms. Heard's counsel, which he did in a timely, respectful manner. He was also required to pay all the community liabilities, uh, which accumulated during their 15-month marriage uh, was approximately um, $13,500,000. So he paid all the community liabilities. She paid none of them. That's why you have to aggregate the money that was paid directly to her, the money that was paid to her to the charities on her behalf, the money that was paid to her attorneys, and the relief of all these liabilities that she had that he had to satisfy. That's why I said to you, Counselor, that the total consideration paid to her was fourteen million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and she demanded that that payment be made free of taxation. That Mr. Depp would have to satisfy all the tax liabilities. How long were they married for? They were married for fifteen months. Again, all this testimony to show that Amber Heard was only after the money and not Johnny Depp's uh, love and affection. That's very similar to what we've heard from other witnesses. Now, again, we are taking your questions on YouTube, and we're getting some great ones right now. Keep throwing them in. So this is a good one from Lord Cam, and I go to you, Dina, on this one. What happens if, uh, if Amber Heard is found liable, and could she just appeal the decision and appeal again and appeal again? When does it end? Okay, another great question. So yes, she could definitely appeal if she loses her case. Um, and, but whether or and but it's, okay, let me say those again. So yes, she can appeal it. And if she loses, you know, in terms of getting it to like a state Supreme Court or US Supreme Court, those um, courts only take an appeal if there's an issue at law that they think needs to be settled. You don't automatically get to appeal something to the state Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court. That's up to them whether they take the appeal. But in terms of a court of appeal, she could appeal it. If she loses there, most likely she would be done unless there's some issue of law that higher courts really want to look at. Yeah, everybody, you can always try to appeal. doesn't mean you're always going to win it. Now, we go to Peter Oates. This is for you, Marie. Peter Oates says, 
why Johnny's team not call up an executive from Disney to confirm a verbal agreement was in place and then ask why the offer never moved on? The reason that's a great question is because of all the testimony that we heard earlier today from Jack Wiggum, Johnny Depp's uh, manager, who wasn't allowed in court to talk about this agreement. He was, there was kept objections and sustaining, and he couldn't really get to the heart of the issue about whether or not it was the Washington Post article that caused Johnny Depp to lose Pirate 6. So any limitation in calling an executive from Disney to find out? No, there isn't any limitation because this is a fluid situation. So if they feel that after the testimony of his agent, there needs to be clarification on whether or not this deal was in writing, they can add witnesses to the list and they have to hash that out in the absence of the jurors with the judge probably on Fridays because that's the days that they, they take off. But yes, they can bring additional witnesses as the case evolves. Trials so fluid, they evolve all the time. And we talked about the Milani makeup. Now, is that going to be an issue? And we will wait and see. We are going to jump back live as soon as this lunch break is done. We're going to take more of your questions. We really do have the best viewers and the best fans on Law and Crime. So, again, keep having those questions roll in and we'll answer them here on the air. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be live.
Welcome back, everybody. So we plan to jump live back, right back there into day 12 of the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation trial. We expect the court to come back from their lunch break in about 10, 15 minutes. As soon as we get that courtroom feed, especially for our YouTube viewers, we will jump live. You will not miss a minute of trial. But while we're currently in this lunch break, we're taking the opportunity to answer your questions on YouTube. If you have a question, throw it in the channel. We'll answer it on the other side. Uh, but before we get to some of the questions, I did want to play a little more testimony from Terrence Doherty, who testified last week, the COO and general counsel of the ACLU. Important because we learned that the ACLU was instrumental in reviewing and editing and helping to publish the 2018 Washington Post article, the very article that Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for. And we learned that it was a, not even an open secret. It was open knowledge about what this article was about. And that was about Johnny Depp. Take a look. This is an article that um, was in U.S. Today and um, specifically ties Amber's statements in her op-ed piece to Johnny Depp. And when Jessica White says so much for not mentioning J.D., what did she mean? I speculate that she was um, saying that um, there were significant efforts made by Amber's attorneys to take out the references um, to Johnny Depp and her marriage, um, and yet nonetheless, people made that connection. And in particular, the reporter for the USA Today took her to be referring to Johnny Depp when she spoke of being the victim of domestic violence, correct? Correct. Okay, so it makes it increasingly more difficult for Amber Heard to say, well, this article wasn't about Johnny Depp. He can't sue for defamation because I don't mention his name. Well, by implication, it was pretty clear that it was about him. So. And Jeanette, I'm going to go to you a very different question here, and I'm not mm -hmm. even sure we know the answer here. John Powell, has anyone questioned Amber on having Botox on both cheeks around the same time that she accused Johnny of hitting him? Botox injections cause bruises on fair-skinned people. We actually even saw a follow-up question by somebody saying, well, is a Botox doctor going to testify as well? Now, I don't know if she's had Botox. I don't know if it's going to be an issue, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. Well, I certainly don't know if she's had uh, Botox uh, either, but uh, it wouldn't be unusual if she had. A lot of women use Botox, even women who uh, are not in Hollywood. And, you know, Botox can, if the needle, when it goes in, and, you know, of course, I wouldn't know anything about this, but if it goes into your skin uh, the wrong way, it can cause some bruising um, depending on where the needle hits you. So uh, we don't know whether she got Botox or not, but we do know that she is in the public guys. She is on television, in films, and a lot of people um, get Botox. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not um, anything to be ashamed of. So uh, I know personally I've had some Botox. I've been bruised by it. However, we don't know if she got it, whether we're going to hear from a physician about that. We have heard a lot, though, about her beauty regimen and the fact that even in opening statements, her attorney, Elaine Bredehoff, says she wouldn't even walk out of the bathroom in the morning without makeup on. So they're claiming basically she's in makeup basically all the time, except when she isn't sleeping. So she will be uh, questioned really, really, I think, 
aggressively by Depp's team about her makeup regimen. Um, other people have testified that she rarely wore makeup when she wasn't going to an event or something. So conflicting stories there. Yeah, and, and um, Marie, I want to ask you this question from Kess Mish. Kess Mish asks, is it illegal to record someone without consent? If so, why are Amber's recordings allowed in court? In some states, it, it is illegal, and it's a very complicated question to answer in this forum. Yes, it is illegal, depending on the state that you're in. Amber is allowed to use it because most of the recordings, some of them actually, they both agreed to it, and that is why they're allowing her to use these recordings. They were agreed upon, most of them. And it becomes a and it becomes a separate question, obviously, about why she did it, right? Because the theory put the narrative put forward by Johnny Depp's team is this was a manipulate a manipulative event that she was personally trying to gain evidence against Johnny Depp, not that she was in fear for her life, not that it was abuse, but trying to create a case of abuse. That's his argument. Now we have a question here from uh, for Dina from Brooklyn. If Johnny wins, does that mean Amber perjured herself? What consequences would she face? Again, it's the idea that she's going to take the stand, and if the jury doesn't believe her, does that mean that she lied? Does that mean that she could be prosecuted? Walk us through it. You know, we've seen this before in criminal cases when they testify and then they find the, uh, for the other plaintiff, technically, that's perjury. I mean, I think it, this is different in a way because the case is defamation, whether or not what she said defamed him. It would matter more what she said. If she said that he hit her, um, and then, but he didn't, and they can prove that he didn't in a separate perjury case, then she would be perjury. But I don't think just because she loses this defamation case that not necessarily would prove perjury, like what we sometimes see in the more criminal cases where the defendant testifies that he didn't commit that crime. Yeah, and these have been great questions that we've been answering this hour, and a lot of them, this is the second one we question, where people already believe that Amber Heard is not going to tell the truth when she testifies, uh, potentially, later on this week. But I want to thank all of our YouTubers for staying with us. We're going to jump back live in a minute when that feed starts again, but thank you so much for all of your great questions. Please always keep them coming. We'll always keep engaged, and we'll always have a chance to answer your questions, because the legal process can get complicated, and a lot of people have opinions about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. So I will be signing off. I have to head back into court, but you're in terrific hands. And Jeanette Levy is taking over once again. Stay with us here on Long Crime. We'll be right back right after this.
welcome back to the Sure. All right, are we ready for the jury? Okay. All right, you have a seat. Okay. Your next question. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. Marks, what work were you asked to do in this case? Uh, I was asked to um, uh, bring my uh, years of experience in the entertainment industry uh, and look at uh, the, the damage that the op-ed of 2018 uh, created in Johnny Depp's uh, career and his life and his reputation. What work did you do to determine whether Mr. Depp's reputation had been damaged by the op-ed? Well, again, I, I, I view the op-ed and the fallout through almost 50 years in the business. And what I did was I read the pleadings in the case, the deposition transcripts, the articles, uh, the pleadings, uh, all of the, the um, uh, paperwork in this case, which is voluminous. Based on the analysis you've done and your expertise in the entertainment industry, have you formed any opinions in this case? Yes. Uh, what, generally speaking, what is your opinion? My general opinion is that the uh, op-ed uh, uh, damaged uh, uh, Mr. Depp created a, a, a cancel situation, if you will, uh, harmed his reputation and his ability to get work in uh, Honor, Hollywood industry. Objection. Yeah. Hold on, sir. Yes. I, I thought, that, uh, could we approach? Uh, sure.
Mr. Marks, do you have experience working with companies looking to engage actors to market or advertise their products? Yes. And what's that experience? Well, virtually every company I, I work for, uh, they are engaging actors to advertise their products. Most of the time, those products are TV shows or uh, streaming series or feature films that all involve product spin-offs and derivatives, and sometimes they are just uh, uh, products uh, and spokespeople getting together. But yes, I have experience in, in uh, hiring a star to be the face of your product. What types of things do companies consider when they're looking at using actors in their marketing or advertising? Well, as you can imagine, they consider reputation. This is a capitalist uh, society and they're looking to make money. They want to add value to their investment. They want actors who have reputations that will bring eyeballs to the screen, uh, bodies in the seats. They're looking for uh, added value, not negativity. Do you have experience negotiating agreements for actors to play a certain role in a film? Oh yes, uh, as I explained, I, I negotiate deals with actors to uh, uh, play roles in films. And What's the significance of the actor in the starring role in the context of a feature film? The, um, the actor in the starring role uh, becomes the face of the film the product, the series, that actor uh, is synonymous uh, with the product. And again, in hiring that actor or actress, you um, uh, want a reputation that supports uh, uh, the value that you've spent on creating the product. Uh, uh, You might say that Pirates of the Caribbean is Johnny Depp and vice versa. That's the importance of hiring a star. What aspects of an actor's reputation might impact their ability to get hired by brands or studios? Well, again, on the other side of the coin, uh, you, um, you wouldn't want to hire an actor who uh, has negativity uh, following them. You wouldn't want to pay to actually bring your brand down, your movie. And uh, so that's very important, and especially in the, the, the last five years uh, uh, with the Me Too movement, uh, you wouldn't want uh, negativity uh, hiring an actor who, quote unquote, had been canceled. Are there, um, is there anything in particular that might prevent an actor from getting hired by a brand or a studio? Well, I mean, it, we're talking about illegal activity, uh, a criminal record, but right now, uh, the, the pinnacle of uh, negativity uh, in Hollywood is uh, being accused of d domestic abuse, sexual uh, abuse, violence, and what we've seen is almost immediately terminations and cancellations to for, for the investors, to the people who create that product, 
to, to move away from that negativity. I think you mentioned the Me Too movement. Um, what's your understanding of what the Me Too movement is? My understanding of the, of the Me Too movement is that uh, finally uh, society is listening to the uh, uh, victim, giving the, the victim of uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, the benefit of the doubt. And there has been a shift in our society from not doing that to now uh, the victim gets the benefit of the doubt until there's too much doubt. And to me, that's the Me Too movement. One person can come forward and accuse uh, Harvey Weinstein, and another person can come forward, and another, and another. That's the Me Too part of it. But they get the benefit of the doubt, whereas in the past, uh, uh, the, the victim didn't have that uh, benefit. What impact has the Me Too movement had on how Hollywood conducts business? It, um, in my many decades in the business, Hollywood has, has changed and morphed, but never as quickly uh, as to respond to uh, the Me Too movement that started in 2017. Uh, when I started in the business, uh, every contract for an actor or someone involved in the movie had a morals clause that you did certain things and you could be fired for it. Uh, they wanted to protect their brand. In the, before the Me Too movement, that morals clause was fading out. Uh, people with leverage, people said, wait a second, you just can't get rid of us because you think this or that. With the Me Too movement, Harvey Weinstein, um, uh, Bill Cosby, if you will, the morals clause has come back and it is a demanded feature in every uh, entertainment uh, employment agreement because the studios want that verbiage. They want those rights so that they can act quickly and decisively when there is a, a, a claim. Mr. Marks, do you have any experience working on a project um, where an actor was accused of domestic abuse or sexual violence? Yes. What was that experience? I did um, some of the uh, production uh, legal work on a film called uh, uh, All the Money in the World. Uh, it was about the life of the Gettys, J. Paul Getty. And J. Paul Getty was played by uh, uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, he acted in the part, he finished his role, he was paid, and then these Me Too accusations came out. And immediately, my client, in conjunction with Sony, they made a decision to take him out of the movie, uh, and we, uh, Christopher Plummer was hired, they reshot all his scenes, and seamlessly cut them in uh, to the movie. And if you see the, all the money in the world, you won't know that Kevin Spacey was ever in it. So I had that personal experience. And then coincidentally, when that happened, uh, I was also doing work for MRC, which produces House of Cards, uh, and a very successful series. And, and he was the star of it. And he was immediately cut out. And everything was redone 
to, to get rid of the, 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 the notion that Hollywood would support an abuser after the, the Me Too movement. Um, and then, uh, it, I, because I was in the mix of all of it, I also know that Kevin Spacey had completed a, another movie for uh, Netflix. Um, and unlike uh, All the Money in the World, they couldn't reshoot it. And it sits on the shelf, a movie about Gore Vidal uh, that was finished but has never seen the light of day. What's your understanding of why these companies wanted Kevin Spacey removed from those projects? Can you repeat the question? What's your understanding of why these companies wanted Kevin Spacey removed from those projects? These companies, as I've said, they want they wanted Kevin Spacey removed because they didn't want the negativity. They uh, they want anyone removed so that they can get a return on their investment in our society, so that they are not seen as being in the old generation where uh, women were not given the benefit of the doubt, where a, a, a victims were not given the benefit of the doubt. And uh, there, a switch has been turned, uh, in, in certainly by 2017. Are there certain types of companies that are particularly sensitive to these kinds of allegations made by women in light of the Me Too movement? Well, I would say uh, the bigger the company, the bigger the budgets, they're all sensitive. Uh, but at the pinnacle of sensitivity are the family-friendly companies like Disney. Uh, they're particularly sensitive, uh, uh, not in a general way, but in a very specific way. Mr. Marks, are you familiar with the op-ed Ms. Heard published in the Washington Post on December 18, 2018? Yes. What's your understanding of how that op-ed was received in Hollywood? My understanding of how that op-ed was received in Hollywood. Oh, is, is, I'm sorry, sir. Yes. Is this his personal understanding, his expert understanding? I, it seems like if it's his personal understanding, it's not relevant. I'm asking Mr. Marks based on his nearly 50 years in the entertainment I'll industry. I'll the objection. Thank you, As I've said before, I am a member of the Hollywood community. That op-ed, uh, for the first time, is in uh, a mainstream publication called the Washington Post. This is a flagship uh, journal, if you will, of American news. We're not talking about a trade paper. We're not talking about a rag. We're talking about the Washington Post. And it, it is geared to Hollywood. It says, two years ago, when I was getting my uh, divorce, Amber Heard is saying, uh, I, I was the abuser and you didn't, Hollywood, you, you stood up for my uh, uh, abuser, not for Objection, me, the Objection, he's, now he's mischaracterizing the document. I think he's, he's expressing his understanding of how it was perceived. I'll overrule objection, go ahead. Thank you. What I'm saying is Hollywood got the, uh, the, the subject matter of the, loud, of the of the op-ed loud and clear. Amber Heard was calling out Hollywood for supporting, uh, uh, since, since 2016, supporting her abuser, and uh, uh, she felt the wrath of Hollywood. She was calling them out to do something. 
in the Washington Post and um, on the eve of her biggest uh, film, a big film for Hollywood, the publicity machine was in high gear. There was uh, lots of publicity and uh, uh, news out there. This was the height of, of her fame, and she used it at that moment to call Hollywood out. They, uh, in my opinion, as a member of Hollywood, they heard uh, that plea loud and clear, uh, and um, uh, it also got her publicity for her movie. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think that that, uh, in my perception, and people in Hollywood didn't see that as a coincidence that date. Uh, and um, so, yeah, in, in Hollywood, I think um, uh, the, the message was received that she was sending. Mr. Marks, do you have an understanding of Mr. Depp's reputation in Hollywood with respect to whether or not he's on time to his film sets? Yes. What's your understanding? Hollywood has a, a history of putting up with major artists and major stars' idiosyncratic behaviors. Uh, you know, we've always had uh, divas like Marilyn Monroe who would stay in her trailer for half a day. Johnny Depp uh, has a reputation of being Johnny Depp. And when you hire Johnny Depp, you get all of Johnny Depp, and that includes uh, being late. Uh, and fortunately in Hollywood, because of the budgets and the, and the box office, you can budget for, for lateness. You can have second unit. You can have other shots. Uh, you, can, you have padding in budgets. Uh, you have insurance for, for accidents, uh, but Hollywood knows uh, Mr. Depp's uh, reputation, and um, uh, you know, I heard someone say Hollywood puts up with diva and drugs. Uh, they only do that uh, when uh, it, it, uh, money's involved and big stars are involved and, and artistry is involved. Mr. Marks. Did you have an understanding of Mr. Depp's overall reputation uh, in Hollywood prior to the publication of the December 2018 op-ed? Um, I would say that um, Johnny Depp was one of the few uh, major actors in Hollywood who managed to keep most of his personal life personal. Kept. Uh, himself uh, uh, shrouded, if you will, a bit. Um, and his reputation, you know, preceded him as a major artist in Hollywood. But what, what also marked him uh, in this business is that he was congruent. He was, he was likable. He, you know, he, he was... Uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the one of the guys, and uh, it um, uh, I, I never heard uh, uh, any uh, complaints. Uh, you know, uh, uh, if you will. Do you have an opinion about the impact of the publication of the op-ed on Mr. Depp's reputation in Hollywood? It's devastating. It. It's, um, uh, it's, it's the type of 
claim, the Me, Me Too claim of se sexual violence, domestic abuse, that has canceled a list of, of, uh, of actors. Uh, Chris Knopf recently, I just read something about Frank Langella. Uh, we know uh, uh, newscasters, uh, Les Moonves, uh, head of ABC, CBS, uh, now Johnny Depp is uh, in their ranks. It's, it's devastating. Thank you, Your Honor. No further questions. All right, cross-examination. Mr. Nadelhoff. Good afternoon. Um, your rate in this case is $975 per hour, is that right? That's correct. And you've, char and you've never charged that higher rate in, in any other case, isn't that right? I've, I've charged uh, near that amount, but... But never that high, correct? That's correct. Okay. How, much have you char how much have you received for this case? Uh, I'd have to look at my billing. During my deposition, uh, uh, the, the, the attorney who deposed me asked me the same question. I said I would look it up. I did during lunch, and then she never got back to it again. I don't remember how much it was then, and I don't have the figures uh, now. And you don't know how many hours you worked on this case? I would guess, uh, again, I'd be guessing, and I don't know if you want me to guess. I have a full-time transactional practice. This is a very small part of my practice. Okay. Now, you said you worked for Disney uh, for less than a year, right? I worked for Disney about a year. Yeah, and that was in 1990, right? Uh, yes. So that was about, that was 32 years ago? Yeah. Okay. And you worked at Greenberg Trowering from 2004 to 2006, is that right? That's correct. Your, your leaving was a mutual decision, was it not? Yes. Okay. Um, now, Mr. Depp still has an endorsement deal with uh, Dior, correct? I understand that, yes. Okay. And he's had that endorsement deal since 2015, isn't that right? Uh, I, I believe he's had the endorsement deal for a while, and I think he still has it. Right. And Dior hasn't dropped Mr. Depp, correct? As far as I know, Dior has not dropped him. Right. And, and Mr. Depp did not have a contract for Pirate 6, isn't that right? As far as I know, there is no contract uh, for Pirate 6. Right, and all the documents you've looked at, you looked at all the documents in this case, and you've not seen a contract for Pirate 6, right? That's my memory of uh, the documents. There was no contract for Pirate 6. And in, and in all the documents you looked at, you didn't see a text saying, Mr. Depp got the contract for Pirate 6 for $22.5 million, right? Objection has been answered. Overruled. I, I didn't uh, see paperwork on uh, an agreement uh, for uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 6. So not an email, not a text, not any written document about Pirate 6, correct? Objection asked and answered. I'll sustain that objection. Next question. <clears throat> um... And you don't know one way or the other whether Mr. Depp will be in Pirates of Caribbean 6. You don't have a crystal ball, is that right? Objection, speculation. He's an expert. Uh, I'll allow it. Go ahead, overrule. Go ahead, you can answer, sir. Well, as an expert, of course I don't have a crystal ball. But as an expert, uh, uh, I think Disney will do everything possible to try to put uh, uh, him uh, back in Pirates but not under uh, this cloud. Okay. <laughs> you would agree that there was negative publicity about Mr. Depp before the op-ed, correct? Uh, 
Yes. You know that Ms. Heard made her accusations public starting in May of 2016, right? Yes. And, and Hollywood knew about that, right? Yes. Okay. And Mr. Depp still had movies after May of 2016, right? Yes. Okay. Now, you would agree that there was pu negative publicity about Mr. Depp being publicly drunk before the op-ed, correct? Uh, there was, I, I, I agree with the proposition that there was negative publicity before the op-ed. The op-ed was something different. And you agree, it, is it, in 2014, there was an article in The Guardian that said apparently drunk Johnny Depp cut off at Hollywood Film Award Ceremony. Would you agree with that? Again, I, I don't remember reading The, the Guardian, uh, and I don't remember that particular incident, but I, I'll take you uh, at your word. And you, were, you remember in looking through all the documents that you saw an article that Johnny Depp allegedly showed up drunk to movie premiere, reports say, right? That was in 2017. I, I think I've testified that, uh, that there, there is certainly Johnny Depp behavior and, and uh, uh, negativity out there, yes. And, and that a family that a family that a family production studio like Disney wouldn't want to be associated with, correct? Uh, again, you're talking about a very specific, uh, uh, you know, uh, series of five films that earn billions of dollars, uh, and there is a line in Hollywood, as I've said, they'll put up with divas and drugs. To make money, uh, but now we've drawn a line uh, in Hollywood at uh, the um, uh, domestic and sexual abuse. And, and in looking through the documents, you saw articles in June of 2018 that said vodka for breakfast, 72-hour drug binges, and spending sprees that beggar belief. You, you saw that? Again, I. I know these articles exist. I know they're not in the Washington Post. I don't know what article you're referring to, who wrote it, uh, you know, what publication it was in, but you, I know that those articles exist. And you'd agree that before the op-ed, Mr. Depp had a run of movie flops, wouldn't you agree? Every actor has, uh, you know, ups and downs. Mr. Depp, has, his career's been decades long. You would agree uh, that in, in January of 2015, there was an article that said Johnny Depp is on his way to becoming the most overpaid actor in Hollywood. Again, you'd have to show me the article, but I don't doubt that some uh, commentator trying to uh, trade on being uh, a smarty pants wrote that. And you'd agree that there was another article in 2015 that says, quote, has Johnny Depp become Hollywood's biggest joke? I don't know. Netflix has a whole festival going now. Netflix is a joke. And you'd agree that there is an article in Business Insider from 2015 that says Johnny Depp has his fifth box office bomb in a row. If, if that's what it said, it said. Are you just going to keep uh, reading this? Uh, well, I mean, this is Mr. Depp's reputation. That's what you're talking about in terms, of, in terms of Hollywood, correct? And in 2016, December of 2016, there's, a quote, there's an article that says, quote, Johnny Depp is Hollywood's most overpaid actor for the second year in a row. Did you recall reading that? I don't know, was that written by the second uh, uh, underpaid actor? Or and you would that agree that before the op-ed, there was negative publicity for Mr. Depp about assassinating President Trump. Would you agree? No, I missed that one. You didn't see an article in the New York Times that said Johnny Depp flirts with idea of Trump assassination then apologizes? Uh, uh, again, said, Johnny Depp talks with irony. 
and uh, panache, and uh, I don't particularly remember that. I have a lot of stuff in front of me. Disney uh, wouldn't want to be Disney wouldn't want to be involved with somebody who's calling for the assassination of the president, would it? I, I'm sure after those articles, uh, uh, Johnny Depp was involved in uh, major studio projects. Do you yes. know one way or the other whether Mr. Depp was involved in major studio projects after June 23rd, 2017? Uh, I, I think uh, it, again, I, I haven't quoted his uh, IMD DB page to memory, but. He was in um, uh, uh, an animated film called Sherlock Gnomes. I think it was released, uh, Paramount uh, is one of the producers. I think it was released in 2017. Would you agree that before the op-ed there was negative publicity for Mr. Depp about punching a crew member on a film set? I, I heard uh, about that. Okay. So that's people who work in the Hollywood that Mr. Depp had an accusation of assault, correct? I, I, I heard about it, yes. And would you agree that there were stories about Mr. Depp drinking heavily on the set of Pirates 5? Uh, there were lots of stories that came out, and uh, I'm sure that uh, was one of them. And those stories came out in 2016 and 2017, before the op-ed, right? Um, again, you'd have to show me a timeline, but I'll take your word that there were articles uh, written in various rags or, or uh, trade public. Uh, the and, New York and, Times a rag? Is that, is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying the okay. New York Times is a rag. What I'm saying is at the height of the Me Too movement, uh, we have this op-ed uh, directed at Hollywood. And in, in the Hollywood I know, the rest of the stuff is background noise. Now, and Pirates 5 did not make as much money in the box office as the prior Pirates movies did. Isn't that true? Uh, that's true. It only made uh, about $800 million. It made less, though, than the first four, correct? Yeah, and any okay. company any company would want to have a, a, a box office hit that made $800 million. Now, let's, can you put up exhibit, uh, Defendant's Exhibit uh, 99, please? If you could blow it up. Now you said the Me Too movement started in 2017. Is that is that what you're saying? I'm, it actually started long before that, but it picked up steam to the to the what we now call the Me Too movement in 2017. Okay. And do you recognize this article from Dan Wooten that says, "How can J.K. Rowling be genuinely happy casting wife beater Johnny Depp in the new Fantastic Beasts film?" Yes, uh, this article is in. Um, uh, the UK Sun, which uh, came to prominence by uh, publishing uh, Topless Women on page three. And the article came out in April, on April 27th, 2018, correct? I'll, I, I, I haven't skimmed through this, but I'll, I'll take your, your word for it. And, and it's, I think what you're trying to say was that the Sun was a rag, so no one would pay any attention to it. Is that what you're trying to say? I, I'm, I'm saying the Sun is the sun, uh, and it's in the UK. And what this article is, is, a, is repeating stuff from 2016, re repeating all the stuff that you might say should be all past history after the divorce. It's one, one Wooten's opinion in, in a newspaper that's claimed to fame as page three women, topless, and 
Yeah. And, and Mr. Depp sued, the, the, UK, Mr. Depp sued know, we, the son over this, right? What's that? Mr. Depp sued the son in the UK about this article, right? Uh, as far as I know, he wanted to uh, clear his name. That's right. And Mr. Depp, that, that lawsuit occurred in 2020, correct? It was tried in 2020. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And there were accusations of abuse that came out based on that lawsuit, correct? As far as I know, the accusations were all old news and uh, predated much. Yeah, I mean, this is a 2018 article, and in 2020, they probably were rehashing it. And the old news that was coming out in 2018, that would also affect Mr. Depp's reputation, correct? Again, I've tried to draw a line, the, the line that Hollywood draws uh, uh, between uh, the Me Too movement and uh, starting in 2017 uh, and the, the gossip and the, the claims back and forth. I mean, I, there, was, there was also press about Amber Heard being an abuser uh, in those years. Uh, there was also the other side of the coin. But the op-ed that didn't mention Mr. Depp at all and didn't mention any accusations that what happened to her, that's what caused Mr. Depp reputational all his reputational harm, that's what you're saying? Well, I don't agree that uh, this article was not about Did Mr. it mention Depp. Mr. Depp? That's what I asked you. Uh, well, did you, does she have another husband who abused her But did it talk about? did it talk at all about Mr. Depp's abuse? Objection, Your Honor. He's tried to answer the first question, which was not exactly what the second question was that he re-asked. He had to ask that he be permitted just, to finish. Just ask, your, yeah, ask your question, we'll go for that. The, the op-ed article didn't mention any specific abuse by Mr. Depp towards Amber Heard, correct? Uh, the only uh, name is this is Amber Heard telling her story that started in 2016 when she was domestically abused and ignored. Now, there were headlines about the UK trial, correct? Uh, I'm sure there were, yes. Like, let's burn Amber texts allegedly sent by Johnny Depp about ex Reading court. I didn't hear you. Let's burn Amber texts allegedly sent by Johnny Depp about X read in court. Yeah. And there's a headline from July 19th, 2020 that said, quote, Hollywood nervously awaits fallout from explosive Johnny Depp trial. So Hollywood was following the, following the case, correct? Yeah. When was that headline? In 2020. 2020. Yeah, I, I, look, uh, uh, Johnny Depp is... Uh, it's a decades-long uh, fixture in Hollywood, and people were, were following something across the pond. You know, we thought we kind of got rid of the UK in 1776, but they, they were still following it, absolutely. I mean, Mr. Depp thought of enough about this article to have a three-week trial in the UK, correct? Objection. Calls for speculation about what Mr. Depp thought. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. There was a three-week trial in the UK based on this article by Dan Wooten, correct? I think I've said uh, Mr. Depp uh, finally uh, had enough, and he, and he sued to clear his name. Okay, can I, can I approach your honor? All right. You, you want it?
Mr. Marks, you testified that in the uh, UK case, Mr. Depp was looking to clear his name, correct? That's my uh, assumption, yes. And yes or no, did Mr. Depp clear his name through that lawsuit? Uh, I'm, uh, I wasn't in the UK, and uh, I'm uh, uh, not going to uh, opine on that. That's not what I've been engaged to talk about. You don't know one way or the other whether Mr. Depp cleared his name through that lawsuit? Objection, Your Honor. Ask and answer. I'll sustain the objection. Next question. You understand. Can you please put up um, exhibit, defendant's exhibit 115? Did, in looking through the documents, did you see headlines from October 25th, 2018, almost two months before the op-ed, that Mr. Depp would not be in Pirate 6? I, yeah, I, I, I saw that there was speculation uh, in different publications, none uh, 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 quoting a Disney executive, if you will, not, none being definitive. And, and by the way, I, I can't see. What, where's this article from? I just see the headline. The DailyMail.com. So uh, the, the Daily Mail is a UK publication? Oh, all right, let's move. I mean, you know or not? Do I know what? Do you know if it's a UK publication or not? I, 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 I think that the Daily Mail is, but I'm not sure. Okay. Now... Did you review the deposition testimony in this case of uh, the Walt Disney corporate designee? Yes. Okay. And do you recall that the corporate designee testified that Disney produced all documents related to its business relationship with Mr. Depp, including considering Mr. Depp for any work with Disney or future Pirates films, and she did not recall seeing the op-ed or any documents referring to the op-ed in that, in that production of documents? I... I read the, uh, uh, the deposition. I, I don't recall seeing the op-ed in what Disney produced. What I do recall uh, is the, um, uh, that the person giving that deposition for Disney uh, really had no contact with uh, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer or Sean Bailey, uh, just uh, was someone that Disney put up who didn't know anything is what I can you understand? You're a lawyer, right? You understand that a corporate designee is supposed to be in the shoes of the corporation talking for Disney, correct? Objection, Your Honor. I think that's outside the scope of his uh, expertise in this case. Overruled. I understand that that's what the uh, corporate designee is supposed to be, but when I read that they are not that's in what touch the, with, want, that, that was the question. not in touch with the president of the company. I, I, it, it gives me pause. So Disney itself represented through this through this person through this witness that it had no it did not have the op-ed in any of its files. Correct. I don't remember that passage in the um, uh, deposition, uh, but I I can't remember. She certainly did not uh, quote the op-ed or produce the op-ed or talk about the op-ed. Now, but I, in Hollywood actions, sometimes speak much louder than words. And did you recall that 
That same corporate designee said that Pirate 6 is still possibly in development. Uh, until Disney says it's not in development, it's in development. Okay. And can we put up Defendant's Exhibit 134? And you see this is from November 5th, 2020. And where is this, this from? Uh, some uh, rogue website? Where is this from? IT, inside the magic.com. Okay. Okay. And this says Disney reportedly scraps plans for depths, Pirates of the Caribbean 6 return, and that was on November 5th, 2020, correct? Uh, assuming that this is a correct copy of this random website, uh, yeah, uh, that's what it says. They're not quoting uh, the, the head of production. It's not a statement by Disney, but that's what this uh woman, uh, Rebecca Barton, says. Well, two years after the op-ed, it was still a question as to whether Mr. Depp was going to be in Pirate 6. There was no contract for Mr. Depp to be in Pirate 6, but he was Pirates, and uh, there would always be that question until Pirates is produced or until Disney says otherwise. And November 2020 was at the same time as all the publicity surrounding the UK case, correct? Uh, I, I, I think the UK judgment uh, came out uh, in November 2020. And, the, and this article came out three days after the judgment, correct? Uh, if, if the judgment came out in, uh, on the 2nd, this is three days later in, uh, what's this again, uh, moviemagic.com? Correct. By Rebecca, uh, you know, uh, Barton. Could I approach your honor? All right. Now, isn't it true that you don't recall when you first read the op-ed? As I sit here today, I don't recall when I first read it. You don't even, you don't, I mean, it wasn't a big deal to you. You didn't read it in 2018, correct? I have a wife, two kids, a full-time uh, job. I don't remember. Okay. And you have no idea when you first read it? I just want to make sure I understand that. Objection asked and answered, yeah. Look, objection. I, I wasn't at Disney. I sustained the objection. Next question. Okay. Okay. I sustained the objection. Okay. Next question. Now, you, as an expert in the entertainment field, do you know any actresses whose careers have gotten better after making accusations of a domestic abuse against an actor in Hollywood? I think, uh, you know, that the... The, the taint sticks uh, and uh, to, to both sides, uh, and I I can't think of any actresses who have uh, prevailed uh, and who have been canceled. Have you thought? Do you know of any actresses whose careers have gotten better after making accusations 
of domestic abuse against a man in Hollywood? I, I haven't been uh, asked to uh, opine on that, but I can, I certainly will look into it. I, I don't think that this is something. The answer is no, right? You don't know. Again, I, I assume uh, that uh, so yes or no, do you know or not? Uh, thought her career would get better by bringing this out. I don't know. All right, thank you. I have nothing further. All right, redirect. Mr. Marks, you were asked a series of questions about a number of publications and publicity related to Mr. Depp um, uh, by Mr. Nadelhoff. Do you recall those questions? He asked a lot of questions about a lot of articles. And, sir, based on your experience in the entertainment industry, do you have an understanding of what types of publications carry the most weight in Hollywood? The publications that carry the most weight in Hollywood, in my opinion, after all these decades, are Variety, Hollywood Reporter, uh, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, those are the publications. And Mr. Nadelhoff asked you a number of questions about certain headlines um, related to Mr. Depp and, and various news coverage related to Mr. Depp. Um, do you have an opinion about the impact of, of those articles that you looked at with Mr. Nadelhoff on cross-examination on Mr. Depp's reputation in Hollywood? Again, I don't remember all the articles, but what I do know is that Johnny Depp had always had articles about him, and that that didn't change the baseline. Uh, a few had a big project and it had a role for Johnny Depp. That didn't change the baseline. Is your opinion about the um, op-ed misheard author different than that? My opinion about the op-ed in uh, the Washington Post is, is was a different. That was. Uh, uh, had a, a, a different quality of, of headline and uh, article. Thank you, Your Honor. No further questions. All right. Is this witness subject to recall? Uh, he is, Your Honor. All right, sir, since you're subject to recall, the rule, rule of witness does apply for you, so you cannot discuss your testimony and did not uh, watch any of the uh, case. Okay, sir? But you're free to go today, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, watch your step there. All right, your next witness. Plaintiff calls Douglas Banya, Your Honor. Okay. Can you spell that last name for me? B-A-N-I-A. -A. Thank you. Your Honor, may I approach for just a moment? Okay, sure. Mr. Nadelhoff. Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon, Mr. Banya. Uh, will you please state your full name for the record? Yes, Douglas Banya. And Mr. Banya, what do you do for work? 
I am an intellectual property damages and valuation expert. Do you have any particular specialty in your line of work? Uh, yes, my specialty is uh, using internet and social media analysis when I'm quantifying value or I'm calculating damages or if I'm analyzing the impact of social media or internet events. Where do you work? I work at uh, Nevium, which is located in San Diego, California. How long have you worked there? Ten years. What's your position? I'm uh, a founding principal and an analyst. I'd like to talk a little bit about your um, educational background for a moment. Where did you attend college? I received my bachelor's degree in cinema from San Diego State University. I graduated in 1997. And after you graduated in 1997, did you pursue another degree? Yes, I went directly to San Diego State University, got a master's degree in television, film, new media production. Was there any particular reason you chose to go to San Diego State for that? Uh, the new media production side of that program I really liked. This was, I graduated from there in 2000, so this is even before YouTube was found. So the whole idea of putting film on the internet and kind of analyzing the internet and uh, using analytic tools to see how things are doing on the internet is what that's what's that's what attracted me and that's what I, I learned there as well. What did you do after you got your master's degree? Um, after the master's degree, I moved to Los Angeles and uh, I was an independent filmmaker for a while. Then I got introduced to intellectual property and I started working for a, a small boutique IP firm back in San Diego. What was the boutique firm you went to? What was the name of the firm? Yes. Uh, the name of the firm was Consor. And what, what did Consor do? Consor uh, values intellectual property for various business reasons. They do litigation support services as well. And when, when you say intellectual property, what do you mean? Um, when I talk about intellectual property, I'm mostly talking about um, copyrights, patents, and trademarks. Uh, I might include uh, related intangible assets such as domain names, websites, internet accounts. Uh, but IP for me is mostly brands, publicity rights, copyrights, trademarks. What type of work did you do while you were at Consor? Um, I have various positions there, but um, I was a research analyst as a financial analyst. Um, I was a director of business development. Uh, my last position there was a principal. And what kinds of things did you work on? Uh, we worked on, you know, valuation. Our clients, you know, they needed valuation of their IP portfolio for maybe tax or estate reasons. Um, you know, a lot of litigation support like I'm doing now. Uh, somebody infringes on a trademark or publicity rights. Uh, that's actually the place I got my, I was, my first expert witness job, uh, I was a named expert on a right of publicity case um, representing the retired players uh, of the NFL uh, against the NFL. They're using their name and likeness without permission. So uh, services such as that. How long did you work at Consor? I was at Consor for 10 years. And after Consor, where did you work? Then at Nevium, where I am now. And did you found Nevium? Yes. 
What kind of work does Nevium do? <clears throat> Nevium does several things, uh, provides several services, but we value intellectual property for various reasons, tax estate, uh, M&A, uh, business transactions. Um, you know, we not only provide the value of a business, but we can break that value. What percent of the value is this trademark portfolio or this patent portfolio? Um, we do litigation support, so like I'm here, I testify in cases, uh, you know, maybe a false endorsement case. Somebody uses a celebrity's name and likeness without permission. Maybe there's a trademark infringement case. You use a brand without permission. Um, you know, a defamation case such as this. You know, what's the impact of something that was posted online? Uh, so the third uh, kind of bucket of services we offer um, is brand monetization strategies. So I think the best way to explain that is, is companies have business plans, they have marketing plans, they don't have IP plans. So we come in and work with, with customers, with our clients, understand their business and their marketing plans and help them build a, an IP plan that fits in with those two so they can essentially make more money off their branded products and services. Um, and I think what's important with all that is, you know, what differentiates us with competitors is we use internet and website analytic tools and all, everything we do. You know, everything is online now and um, uh, understanding those tools when calculating value or calculating damages is important. Do you have any professional certifications? Uh, I am a certified licensing professional. That is a designation given by the Licensing Executive Society um, LES. LES is a not-for-profit organization that um, supports professionals like me who, who deal with a lot of licensing. Uh, um, I'm a Google Analytics individual, I have a Google Analytics individual qualification. That is a test given by Google for those that understand and pass a test related to um, internet analytics. Can you explain a little bit about what Google Analytics is? Yeah, so Google Analytics is a web service um, provided by Google, and it, it's used by business owners and website owners to understand the traffic that comes to their websites. So essentially, once you sign up for your Google Analytics account, you're given a bit of code, and you embed that code into various web, your web pages. Then you can log in, and you can see like who's coming to my website, what are they doing, and really, it's essentially a tool for search engine optimization. You know, the goal of the web is to show up number one in Google Organic. So then you, you know, you'll tweak your website a bit. You'll look at your analytics, see if you're showing up on, on the first page of Google. If not, you know, you can use those analytics to keep playing around uh, and try to end up on the first page of Google. Are you a member of any professional organizations? I'm a member of the International Trademark Association. Uh, that is a, an organization. Uh, they're actually having a, their annual conference here in DC, so I'm popping back and forth to that. Um, I, I'm on their right of publicity panel. I just gave a presentation on um, Monday. Uh, I'm a non-attorney member of uh, the American Bar Association. I'm on their uh, copyright and social media committee. Um, Your Honor, at this point, plaintiff would um, offer Mr. Banya as an expert in internet and social media analytics. All right, any objection? No, All right, so moved, thank you. Mr. Banya, what were you asked to do in this case? 
I was asked to analyze the impact of the uh, this uh, the allegations of domestic abuse abuse uh, made by Ms. Hurd as it relates to her 2016 restraining order, and then asked to also analyze the republication of that uh, alleged abuse in her 2018 uh, Washington Post op-ed. What work have you done in connection with forming your opinions relative to that? <clears throat> so I, I identified the best tools to use in this case, um, which are Q scores, um, Google Trends, and uh, historic Google, Google search results. Um, you used a few terms in there. I just want to break them down a little bit. Uh, what's a Q score? Uh, a Q score is, uh, there's, a, there's a Q score company that's been around for about 50 years, and what they do is they measure how well a brand or a celebrity or sports character is known and how much they're liked, and they also measure how much they're disliked. Who else besides you uses Q scores? Q scores are used by, you know, any company that you know, organizations that license in a celebrity or a brand to endorse their product or service. Um, the PGA Golf Tour is actually using Q-Scores right now. They're using Q-Scores in Google search results. They have a, a pool of $40 million that they're doling out to their players. So depending on their Google uh, search results and their Q-Scores and other metrics, I'm sure, uh, they're using those uh, to, you know, divide up that pool of money. And I think you also mentioned Google Trends. What's that? Yeah, Google Trends is another service offered by Google. Um, you know, as we know, everything starts with a Google search these days. There's you know, 5 billion daily searches on Google. And Google Trends allows a user like me or you to go into Google Trends and analyze uh, search traffic for various key terms, anything you really want. Maybe uh, there's a new football player and you want to see how that football player is trending compared to the team over time, or maybe something related to you know, Ukraine or maybe a celebrity. Uh, so Google Trends just shows you what kind of search volume is happening uh, during various points of time. What are historical Google search results? So historical Google search results are search but using Google, there's actually an area where you can go back in time and see what was showing up in Google during that time. Uh, and it's, it's really the best indication of what websites would have appeared back in time. Um, oftentimes, you know, working with my monetization clients, we want to know, hey, how were you ranking years ago for your branded service or your branded company? It will go back in time and look, and, and then in litigation, you know, we're always going back in time, you know, so we want to figure out what was most likely happening, what websites were served back then, and when you know what websites were served back then, you typically know what people were reading and thinking about. Why did you choose these particular tools for your analysis in this case? Um, well, the Q scores, I really thought it was the best idea to understand Mr. Depp's Q scores right before 2016 before the abuse allegations, just to see where he is at. Then I wanted to see his Q scores right after uh, the 2016 alleged uh, abuse allegations. And then I wanted to see his Q scores after the 2018 uh, Washington Post op-ed, just to see if there was any changes during that period of time.
And what about uh, your decision to use Google Trends and historical Google search results? Yeah, I mean, I felt that like those two tools together were perfect because what I wanted to do uh, is understand, you know, as I mentioned, everyone's going to Google to figure things out. You know, what, what were people, Google, when people Googled Johnny Depp prior to these uh, alleged uh, abuse allegations, what websites were coming up and what was the public consuming about him? Then I wanted to know that after and then after the, the op-ed. So I used Google Trends just to identify the dates in time uh, in which then I went into the historic Google search results. I searched for Mr. Depp uh, and then I changed those dates to go back in time and then um, I, I analyzed the, the top three websites of each search. Based on the analysis you did in this case, have you formed any opinions? Yeah, my analysis shows that prior to prior to 2016 and the allegations, um, the abuse allegations, uh, Mr. Depp was not portrayed in a negative connotation. Um, you know, that's the first thing that I that I that I identified. Did you form any other conclusions? Um, I. I realized that those websites that were coming up were, were mostly about his career, his, his characters, Johnny Depp as the individual, you know, his interests. Uh, then after the 2016 mark, uh, you know, the majority of those results turned into negative things about the um, abuse allegations. And then even more so after the op-ed, there seemed to be kind of a theme or a flavor of not only the abuse allegations, but his drinking and, and drug use. Did, did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Mr. Banya, have you prepared a demonstrative um, that depicts how you used Google Trends in this case? Yes. Um, your Honor, at this time, uh, we'd like permission to approach. I have hard copy. <laughs> Banya demonstrative A, and just for the record, we've marked these as plaintiffs uh, 1236 for identification. 1236 for identification. Do you want to publish it to the jury? Yes, please. Okay. 
And Mr. Banya, can you um, explain for the jury what um, is depicted in this demonstrative that you prepared? Yes. So this is um, this is the Google Trends data. Uh, you're going to see that it runs from 2004 uh, into 2020, and you're going to notice the different spikes. Those spikes represent uh, when people were searching for Mr. Depp. Um, you can also notice here, I've got the red line uh, just showing the date uh, when Ms. Hurd filed the restraining order. Oh, yeah, can I, can I write on this? Thing? You can touch the screen, yes. Okay. yes sir. Thank you, Your Honor. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so here I'm talking about, uh, in this line here, is, is just the date and time in which Ms. Hurd alleged the abuse and filed the restraining order. And then this line here as uh, the December 18th, 2018 op-ed. And what I wanted to do is identify the peaks of interest in Mr. Depp. Uh, and you're gonna notice here, uh, I found 17 spikes of interest that I analyzed. And then the 51 key web pages we're gonna get into later, I, I've analyzed the top three search results for each spike. And then here I, I uh, analyzed the seven spikes after uh, you know the 2016 uh, allegations of abuse, and then again after the December 18th, 2018 uh, op-ed. Um, once you determined these spikes, the periods of significant interest in searches for Johnny Depp um, on Google, what, what did you do with that information? So. Again, the purpose of using Google Trends was just to understand when there's the most interest in Johnny Depp, because for some reason something was going on in the news, in the media, people are turning to Google to, to search for Mr. Depp. Uh, so then I, I went to my web browser, uh, and, and then I, I searched for Johnny Depp in Google. But before I did so, I have a separate web browser. I call it my Workbench browser. You know, I don't log into anything. It's important to be logged out of Google. Uh, because Google keeps a profile on you and your search results could be biased based on that profile. Then also when you go into a web browser, you have to clear your cache, you have to clear your history, clear all your data, and make sure you can get the most unbiased search results as possible. So I went into Google, uh, I typed in uh, Johnny Depp, and then uh, I searched and set the time periods for the various points here that you see labeled with letters. Do you have a demonstrative that shows um, an example of one of those points that you um, you examined? Yes. Okay. Tom, could we go to um, the second uh, Banya demonstrative, please? Yeah, so this is, this is an, uh, an example of, I, I believe it was spike or point O in the Google Trends. So what I did is I went into Google, I cleared everything as I, as I told you, made sure I was logged out of Google. And here you're gonna see I typed in Johnny Depp, I hit the search, and then what I did is went to this tool area, uh, which pulls a drop-down area for the date, and I set the date to match the Google Trends spike of November of 2004. Then we had uh, these top three websites that came up. Uh, I downloaded those websites, uh, and then I analyzed them. So did you do undertake this analysis for each of the 17 points on the on the prior slide that we looked at? Yes, correct. And what did you do once you had your um, web page results, uh, such as on this demonstrative? 
you mean when I reviewed each web page? Yes. Yeah, so what I was looking for is, you know, were these web pages or articles, did they have anything to do with the alleged abuse? Did they have anything to do with his alcohol drug use? Did they have anything to do with his worth ethics? So I basically, you know, tried to understand, you know, the, the content and, and, uh, of each website or article. Did you look at all of the results that turned up when you ran these historical searches? I, I only um, uh, reviewed the top three. It, why did you choose the top three? Uh, so I reviewed the top three because research shows that about 50 to 75% of the people only click on the top three. So I wanted to get the majority of the searches. Um, Tom, I think we can take that down for now. Thank you. What did you determine about the results that you found for the period prior to um, Ms. Hurd's first allegations of abuse? So I determined that, you know, Mr. Depp was not portrayed in any negative connotation. Uh, the web results were about his life and his career, his acting, his, you know, pictures of him, you know, relationships he was in, you know, just pretty normal stuff. And what did you determine about the top results um, after Ms. Hurd's initial allegations in 2016 and then the republication in the op-ed in 2018? Okay. Um, Mr. Banya, um, what did you find about the results um, of the top web pages that you determined after um, Ms. Hurd's initial allegations and then again after the publication of the op-ed? Yeah, so after the initial allegations in 2016, uh, I found that the majority of them had to do with the alleged abuse. <laughs> and then after, I realized that uh, the, the ones the web pages that were dealing with the, the alleged abuse then started talking about his, his drinking and drug, uh, drink, drinking and doing drugs. So it appeared to me that, um, you know, they became negative after 2016, but then after 2018, they even included, you know, the, the alleged abuse, but also included this, the drunk, uh, drinking and drug use. Did you um, form any opinions about the results that didn't refer to the allegations of abuse? That didn't? Uh, uh, I formed an opinion that, um, I'm not following your question, I'm sorry. That's all right, we can move on. Um, did any of the results that you analyzed refer to um, Mr. Depp's work ethic? No. Did you form... Um, any overall opinions about the results um, in the web pages that you looked at following Ms. Hurd's um, accusations of abuse? Yes, uh, as I stated, um, you know, prior to 2016, the web pages were just about his daily life and, and career. Uh, after the 2016 marker point, they tended to include, uh, the majority of them included uh, you know, the allegations of abuse, and then after the 2018 op-ed, uh, the ones that included the allegations of abuse were also talking about drinking and, and drug use. 
What was your overall view of the connotation of those results then? Yeah, so Mr. Depp was portrayed in a negative connotation after the uh, 2016 allegations of abuse and even more so after the 2018. You mentioned you also looked at Q scores as part of your analysis. How are Q scores calculated? Yeah, so Q scores, um, it's, a, it's a survey of 1,800 people that happens twice a year. Uh, and um, what they do is uh, it's internet-based, and uh, they, they measure how well a celebrity or a brand is known, how, how much they're liked, and how much they're disliked. Q scores, you know, include sports figures, celebrities, even cartoon characters, brands. So that's how the scoring system works. Do you have a demonstrative that um, reflects the Q score analysis that you prepared? Yes. Okay. Tom, could we have um, demonstrative C, please? And Mr. Banya, what does this tell us about the, the Q score analysis that you completed? Yeah, so what this is saying, again, you know, these spikes are the Google trends that you've already seen, but what I've overlaid are his Q scores shown in the red, green, and purple area. And, and as you recall, I wanted to find out his Q score prior to the allegations of abuse in 2016, where he had a positive Q score of 11 and a ne negative Q score, I'm, I'm sorry, a positive Q score of 35 and a negative Q score of 11. And then I looked at the Q scores after and then after the op-ed. And what did you determine about those Q scores? Yes, yeah, so what you can see here, his positive Q score, uh, which is represented in red, was a 35, and that was prior to the alleged abuse and the restraining order. And then after that, um, his Q score, uh, positive Q score dropped to a 31. And what that's saying is less people liked him after, um, uh, after the, the date of uh, the 2016 alleged abuse. And then his negative Q score went up from an 11 to a 16, which is telling you that more people disliked him uh, during that time frame. And what did you find about the final um, Q scores that you looked at for Mr. Depp? Yeah, then you can see the Q score C that I have there in purple. Uh, his positive Q score uh, went from a 31 to a 29. His negative Q score went from a 16 to a 15. So now his, P, his positive Q score dropped again from a 31 to a 29, meaning less people had a positive impression of Mr. Depp. And then his negative Q score did go from a 16 to a 15, so not as many people disliked Johnny during that time frame. What are your overall opinions about the Q scores that you analyzed? So my overall opinions are, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to analyze the Q scores during this snapshot of time. I wanted to understand what they were before, during, and after the op-ed. And what this tells me is his positive Q score went from a 35 to a 29, uh, and then his negative went from an 11 to a 15. So what the Q scores is telling me is the public perception of Mr. Depp uh, has been damaged. You know, they, they, they like him less and they dislike him more. Based on all of the analyses that you completed in this case, um, what are your final opinions about um, Mr. Depp's reputation over this period of time? Yeah, so my opinions are that, you know, Mr. Depp was not portrayed in a negative connotation prior to the 2016 
um, allegations of abuse. And then Mr. Depp's uh, image, uh, he was portrayed in a negative connotation after the 2016 allegations of abuse and then more so uh, after the 2018 Washington Post op-ed. Uh, and then the Q scores represent that, uh, you know, the public thinks he's damaged. They think uh, less likely of him, his positive Q score has gone down and they don't like him even more because his negative Q score went from the 11 to the 15. I have no further questions on this witness, Your Honor. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take our afternoon recess of 15 minutes. Do not discuss the case and uh, do not do any outside research. Just stay right there for okay. a second, sir. Sir, since you're in the middle of your testimony, do not discuss your case uh, even with the attorneys at this point or your testimony. Okay, sir? Okay. All right. You. you can step down. We'll be back in about 15 minutes. Okay. okay. All right. So let's come back then at 335. All right. Does it work? Okay. Thank you, Your Honor.
to the Caribbean Six, that it had a devastating effect on his career, that the Washington Post, like the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, is one of those main publications that everyone in the industry reads. And as we are just waiting to go back live, and we heard the testimony of this IP expert who was able to track the likability and favorability of Johnny Depp, given the allegations in 2016 and 2000. Please be seated. All right, cross-examination. Good afternoon, Mr. Banya. Good afternoon. Mr. Banya, you understand that this case is about the op-ed in December 2018, correct? I understand this case to be about the allegations of domestic abuse, both um, as it relates to the 2016 and the republication of that in the 2018 Washington Post op-ed. You understand that Mr. Depp is only suing Amber about the op-ed from December 2018, correct? My understanding is, I can base my understanding on my analysis, which includes uh, the 2016 allegations of That's your analysis, but do you understand what Mr. Depp is suing Amber for in this case? Objection, Your Honor, to the extent it calls for a legal conclusion. All right, I'll sustain, sustain the objection. Next question. Did you read the complaint in this case? Yes. Did you understand that Mr. Depp was only suing for the op-ed, about the op-ed? Yes. Okay. And it's, he was not, Mr. Depp was not suing Amber in this case from his complaint about the accusation she made in 2016, correct? That is my understanding. And you're not able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed in 2018 versus how it was impacted when Ms. Heard filed for divorce in 2016, correct? That is not correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Vanya, you took a deposition in this case? Yes, I did. And I was asking you the questions in that case, is that right? That's correct. Okay. And you took that deposition on March 21st, 2022? That is correct. 
And you were under oath at the time, correct? Yes. Okay. And you're under oath to tell the truth, correct? Correct. Can you turn to page 83 of your transcript, which is on the 21st page of the... I'm here. Okay, and you see line nine? Yes. And I ask you, are you able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed versus how it was impacted by when Ms. Heard filed for divorce? And your answer was no, correct? Correct. Okay. And you're not able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed in 2018 versus the publicity surrounding when Mr. Depp sued the Sun newspaper in the United Kingdom when a Sun writer called Mr. Depp a wife beater, correct? Are you still reading from my deposition? No, I'm asking you a question now. Please repeat that. You're not able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed in 2018 versus the publicity surrounding when Mr. Depp sued the Sun newspaper in the United Kingdom when a Sun writer called Mr. Depp a wife beater. Objection compound, Your Honor. Sustained. You're not able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed in 2018 versus the publicity surrounding when Mr. Depp sued the Sun newspaper in the United Kingdom, correct? My analysis shows that the, um, the web documents that I reviewed after the 2018 allegations. Respectfully, uh, this, is a yes or no this is a yes or no question. Please repeat the question. You're not able to separate out how Mr. Depp's reputation was impacted from the op-ed in 2018 versus the publicity surrounding when Mr. Depp sued the Sun newspaper in the United Kingdom. That was not part of my analysis to carve that out. And you didn't. You, wouldn't, you were not able to separate it, correct? I didn't try to. Okay, and, and so you don't, you couldn't? I didn't try it. Okay. And you understand that the article Mr. Depp sued the Sun over had the headline that said, how can J.K. Rowling be genuinely happy casting wife beater Johnny Depp in the new Fantastic Beasts film, correct? Uh, I don't recall if that's one of the articles I reviewed. Did you under, do you know if that article came out before Ms. Hurd's op-ed? I don't know. Okay. Now, you're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's career, correct? Repeat that, please. You're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's career. Correct. Okay. And you're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's reputation. What I'm doing is I'm is it, It's a yes or no. Are you doing, are you offering an opinion to that or not? Uh, my opinion is related to his public image. You're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's reputation, correct? I'm not talking exactly about his reputation, correct. And you're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's public image, correct? I mean, I'm offering an opinion that after the 2018 it's a yes or no, public sir. image. It, right, it's a yes or no. You're not offering an opinion as to how the op-ed for Ms. Hurd in December 2018 impacted Mr. Depp's public image. I am. Turn to your deposition transcript, please. 
And if you go to page 74, which is on page 19, and you see line, are you there? Yes. You see line one, starting on line one, I asked you, and you're not going to testify how the December 2018 op-ed impacted Mr. Depp's public image. Answer, that's correct. Uh, that, that, that was your testimony at the time, okay. correct? Well, well the, the that was Johnny your answer Depp's at the time, perception, correct? Uh, is, is Sir, that was your perception. answer at the time, correct? Okay, yes. And that was your answer on March 21st, 2022, correct? The, yes, the date of the deposition. So that was a month and a half ago, right. correct? Okay. And you're not offering an opinion as to whether the op-ed from Ms. Heard made Mr. Depp more hireable or less hireable, correct? Correct. As to the articles that came up in the Google searches that you spoke about, it was you made the determination whether the articles had a, quote, negative connotation or not, right? Correct. Okay. And so that's just your view if an article had a negative connotation about Mr. Depp, right? Yes, that's my opinion that they had a negative connotation. Right. So if an article criticizes Mr. Depp's acting, for example, you're not considering that article as having a negative connotation about Mr. Depp, correct? Repeat that, please. So if an article criticizes Mr. Depp's acting, you're not considering that article as having a negative connotation about Mr. Depp, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, in your an analysis of Google spikes, the highest spike in searches for Mr. Depp was in January 2004, correct? Correct. Okay, and can, I guess you guys have it. Can you put up the demonstrative 1236? Can you see that, Mr. Yes. Can we Can we make it just a little bit bigger? Okay. So the, if I'm understanding you correctly, A is where the most searches were conducted about for Johnny Depp, correct? Correct. And that's from January 2004, correct? Correct. So that was 18 years ago? Correct. And that was when Ms. Heard was 18 years old? Well, I don't know. Okay. The top spike you mark as 100, correct? I did not mark that, but Google Trends uh, identified that spike as 100. And where it says 100, you don't know how many people actually searched for Johnny Depp at that point, correct? Well, the Google Trends algorithm marks the highest point of search as 100, and then everything is compared to that as a ratio or a percent. So if you notice that A is 100, everything else is lower than that because everything is being compared to that highest point. Right, so you don't know how many people actually did the search for Johnny Depp in January 2004, correct? Correct. It could be 100 or it could be a million, right? I don't know. And you don't know if it's actually human beings doing these searches, correct? As opposed to? As opposed to bots or something like that. I, I did not do an analysis to determine if it's a bot or a human being, but Google Trends is a tool that's going to show you during a time frame the highest point of search interest as 100. Okay. But you don't know if, it, you don't know if it's humans, bots, my cat doing the searches, correct? 
Objection asked and answered, Your Honor. Sustained. Next question. Now, in all of these Google spikes, Ms. Hurd's op-ed never came up as one of the top three searches in any of the Google spikes, correct? Well, that is correct because Google Trends is based on a search of, of, of a word or a name. And because Mr. Depp's name was not mentioned in that op-ed, Google Trends did not pick that up. So person does a search for Johnny Depp and the op-ed doesn't come up, correct? In my analysis, the op-ed did not come up. Okay. And in fact, the red line, the red dotted line all the way to the right, that shows when the op-ed was published on December 18th, 2018, correct? Yes. Okay. And the searches are actually going down right after the red line, correct? As opposed to the searches in 2004? Look at the red line, look at the red dotted line, and you have two, you have two points here, right there. Those go down from the time of the op-ed, correct? Correct. Okay. And isn't it true that the next, I guess, spike happens in March of 2019, correct? Right there. Yes. And do you know that it was March of 2019 when Mr. Depp sued Amber Heard in this case? No, I didn't look at that date. Right. You didn't look at any articles for the for that for this bullet, correct? That's correct. And since Ms. Heard's op-ed came out on December 18th, 2018, you would agree with me that by definition, all the spikes you analyzed before December 18, 2018 could not have been caused by the op-ed, right? Correct. So articles about Mr. Depp's drug use before December 2018 could not have been caused by the op-ed, correct? Correct. Okay. And you, in this chart, analyze only two spikes after the op-ed, isn't that right? That is correct. Okay. And the first spike you analyzed after December 2018 is V, correct? Yes. And is that from, is that January 2020? Roughly, yes. Okay. So that's January 2020 is over a year after the op-ed by Ms. Hurt, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then the next spike you analyzed was T, correct? Yes. And that was in approximately July 2020? Correct. Okay, so that was a year and a half after Ms. Hurd's op-ed, correct? Yes. And again, none of the articles, and then you, and then for V and T, if I understand it, you then analyze the top three searches that come up, that came up, or the top three websites that came up after a search? Correct. Okay. And none of the articles you analyze in those Google spikes after the op-ed were the op-ed, correct? Correct. Okay. And isn't it true that the headlines of the articles over a year after the op-ed that you analyzed were about Mr. Depp suing the Sun in the UK for a Sun writer calling Mr. Depp a wife beater? 
You would have to pull those articles back up. I, I don't have those in front of me. Isn't it true that the article, so, and, and just so I understand it, V and T, that would mean there were six articles, correct, that you analyzed? Yes. Okay. And isn't it true that the article on February 26, 2020, the headline was, quote, Johnny Depp's disturbing alleged text messages read aloud in court as libel lawsuit begins? Again, I don't have that article in front of me. I did produce those as part of my uh, analysis. I don't have that in front of me, if you'd like to show it to me. And you understand that that was about the lawsuit against the Sun in the UK, not about the op-ed, correct? Again, I did not have that in front of me. And the other, another article that came up on February 27, 2020, is one of the top three hits when you search for Johnny Depp. What The headline was, quote, let's burn Amber texts allegedly sent by Johnny Depp about X read in court? I mean, if you want to talk about these articles, but we need to bring them up. It's, this is your opinion. You don't, rec you don't recall what articles you I'm, analyzed? I mean, there's a lot of articles here. I, don't, I didn't memorize each uh, title. There, was, there were six articles that you okay. analyzed in the almost two years after the op-ed. All right. I, but you, can you bring those up and we can talk about them? And on July 19th, 2020, the headline was, quote, Hollywood nervously awaits fallout from explosive Johnny Depp trial. You, you, don't, you don't recall one way or the other whether that was one of the articles in either V or T? Again, uh, I know if you want to bring up my documents, I know document 9J, 9O, 9K, and 9M are mentioning the op-ed. Again, I don't have those in and when front you say, of me. And when you say mentioning the op-ed, does that mean that it just references that Mr. Depp sued Amber Heard in Fairfax? No, it, it talks about how he's uh, alleged to have abused her as does, it relates to the op-ed. Doesn't it say, I mean, another headline from July 19th, 2020, the headline was, quote, Hollywood nervously awaits fallout from explosive Johnny Depp trial? Objection asked and answered. Oh, sustained objection. Next question. You understood that was about the lawsuit against the Sun in the UK, correct? Objection asked and answered. I didn't ask about that. Uh, overruled. Again, I would like to talk about these articles, but I, I need to see them. And on July 19th, 2020, the headline was, quote, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, all the nasty bits of the UK trial, and it's all nasty. That was in point T, correct? Again, I do not have that list in front of me. If you'd like to bring that up, we could talk about it. And you understood that was about the lawsuit against the Sun in the UK, correct? I do not. And on July 19th, 2020, the headline was, quote, Johnny Depp claims in the Sun he beat ex-wife, complete lies court told. That was the quote, correct? I don't see that here. Uh, that was in your report, correct? I, I would have to look at the documents uh, again. I would be happy to discuss them if you would bring those up. And then you previously had a chart that had articles from November 2020, correct? I'm sorry, say that? You previously had a chart that included articles from November 2020, correct? Objection, Your Honor. May we approach Okay, sure. You understood it was Mr. Depp's decision to sue the son, correct? I, I don't know. That's not part of my analysis. Now, 
You talked about Q scores in your test in your direct testimony, correct? Correct. And you testified about three particular Q scores for Mr. Depp, right? Three periods of time is the Q scores that I analyzed. And you're not offering an opinion as to why Mr. Depp's Q scores changed, correct? That's correct. And Q scores can go up and down for actors for any sort of reason, correct? That's possible. You recall testifying that they could go up and down for any sort of reason in your deposition? Yeah, they can go up and down for many different reasons. So you're not offering an opinion that Mr. Depp's Q scores were damaged because of Ms. Hurd's op-ed, correct? That's correct. And in comparing the Q scores from before the op-ed to the Q scores after the op-ed, Mr. Depp's Q scores dropped by two points, correct? I don't have those Q scores in front of me, but if you're looking at them, I believe... We can show the third page of this demonstrative. What was your question, please? Mr. Depp's positive Q scores from B to C dropped by two points, correct? Yes. You're not an expert on statistics, correct? Correct. And even though you're not an expert, you have an idea about what the term statistically significant means, correct? Yes. And statistical significance is a measure of whether your findings are meaningful, right? Yes, I don't think you need statistics to understand Q scores. And you don't know if there's any significance to a drop in two points in positive Q score, correct? There absolutely is. When you're ordering Q scores on points of time... Mr. Banyan, go to your deposition, page 113, which is on 29. Okay. At 10, at page 113, line 10, it says, so you're not offering an opinion as to the significance of a change in Q score, correct? Answer, correct. Well, you're talking about statistically a difference. What I'm talking about is how we use Q scores in the industry. When you see a Q score from dropping from a 31 to a 29, there's an issue. Is this somebody you really want to hire to endorse your products or your service? No, probably not. You want to look into why, what is going on in the public to make these Q scores drop like that. And you don't know exactly the significance between five or six points of a drop in Q score, correct? Correct. Now, and it shows here that Mr. Depp's negative Q score actually got better from point B to point C, correct? Correct. So that's actually better for Mr. Depp, correct? Correct. Okay. And you understood, you understand that Dr. Alan Jacobs reviewed your opinions in this case? Yes. And you understand that Dr. Jacobs reviewed additional Q score data, correct? Yes. Okay. Can we please put up Plaintiff's Exhibit 889 at 117? Mr. Bantia, do you understand this is a chart of Mr. Depp's Q scores from winter 2012 through summer of 2021? Yes. Do you have any reason to question 
the Q scores that are that are just that are shown in this chart? Uh, like I said, in my deposition, I've not received the actual data to build this chart, but I don't have any reason to, to not believe that this is accurate. As I understand it, Q scores are performed on a celebrity like Mr. Depp twice a year, correct? Yes. So there's winter of a particular year, and then there's uh, summer of a particular year? Yes. And the winter scores come out around February, is that right? I, I don't have that information in front of me, but it sounds right. And so would you know when the summer scores come out? Uh, I don't. Okay. And this chart shows, well, I, permission to publish this chart as a demonstrative, Your Honor. Any objection? I don't think this witness has laid an appropriate foundation for it, Your Honor. He said he has no reason to question the Q scores. I'll allow it as a demonstrative. That's fine. And so this chart shows Mr. Depp's positive and negative Q scores, correct? Correct. And the positive Q scores are in blue? That's correct. Can you blow it up a little bit, Michelle? And, and the negative Q scores are in red? Yes. Okay. Objection. Your Honor, may we approach for a yes. moment? Mr. Banya, the positive Q score for Mr. Depp in the winter of 2012 is 42, correct? It's in between, yeah, it's in between 40 and 45. Okay. And if we, if, did you check the actual Q scores that um, Mr. Uh, Jacobs demonstrated in his report? No, my analysis was a snapshot of time. I wanted to know Johnny Depp's key scores directly before the 2012 allegations, the 2016 allegations of, of abuse and after. Okay. And you see here that the positive Q scores for Mr. Depp dropped from 42 in the winter of 2012 to 35 in the summer of 2016, correct? Yes. That's a seven-point drop, correct? Yes. And that's before Ms. Hurd had her di divorce filing, correct? That's correct. And that drop in Mr. Depp's positive Q scores could have nothing to do with Ms. Hurd's op-ed, correct? Correct. And that drop could have nothing to do with the allegations Ms. Hurd made after the divorce filing, correct? Correct. And would you agree that the positive uh, Q scores 
actually start to show an increase for Mr. Depp after the op-ed? There's a decrease and then there's an increase? Yep. And the same for the negative Depp Q scores. There's a bit of a positive and then it goes down, correct? Yes. So really the op-ed had no effect on Mr. Depp's Q scores, correct? As I mentioned, my analysis looked at the snapshot of time and it shows that he was harmed, you know, from before the allegations of abuse in 16 to after the op-ed in 2018. You looked at three Q scores and you could have looked at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I won't even count the 2021 scores, 18 Q scores, correct? Yep. Okay, and you looked at three, right? That's correct. And, and that's what you're basing your opinion on, that the op-ed damaged Mr. Depp's Q scores? Yeah, so what we need to that, understand that's my, is Q yeah, scores My question is a yes or no, your counsel down. can come back and, and ask what you whatever you want. what I wanted to do your is Honor. I wanted to analyze. Sir, sir, if you can just answer his yes or no oh, question. Sorry. That's fine. I didn't hear your question. I, you looked at three Q scores instead of 18 Q scores, correct? That's correct. And did you look at the Q scores at all after the Dan Wooten article that came out in April of, of uh, 2018? Objection asked and answered, Your Honor. I don't think I have that. Uh, overruled, I'll allow it. No. Okay. Thank you, I have nothing further. All right, redirect. Uh, Mr. Banya, on, on cross-examination, you were asked some questions about uh, the fact that you made a determination about which of these articles had a negative connotation. Do you recall that? Yes. Is that something that you do in uh, situations other than in your analysis in this case? Yeah, yeah. So in non-litigation, when we're building brand monetization strategies, and especially if you're going to work with a celebrity, celebrity or an athlete, uh, you want to look at what's going on out there, you know, about that personality, you know, because celebrities and athletes, you know, Q scores can go up and down. You want to analyze the, the time and see what's going on out in the media. Do I really want my client to license in a celebrity that there's problems out there or an athlete? So, yes, it's important to look at this. And I believe you were asked um, whether you're offering an opinion in this case about the impact of the op-ed on uh, Mr. Depp's public image. Do you recall that? Yes. And I believe you testified that you are offering an opinion on that. Is that right? Yes. What's that opinion? Well, the, the opinion is that uh, it, it, he's portrayed in a negative connotation after that date. And with respect to the Q scores that you analyzed, um, Mr. Nadelhoff was asking you about the three points in time that you looked at. Why, in your opinion, was it appropriate to look at just those three Q scores? Yeah, as I was trying to explain, you know, Q scores do go up and down. We're analyzing a period of time. We want to see what's happening right before an event, during that event, and if there's another event after that event. And that is our area of analysis. Uh, so that's why just these three sets of Q scores are the appropriate way to analyze this. Thank you. I have nothing further, Your Honor. All right. Is this witness subject to recall? Uh, he is, Your Honor. All right. Sir, do not discuss your testimony with anybody since you are subject to recall, but since you are an expert, you are allowed to stay in the courtroom if you wish. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, thank you Your sir. Honor. All right. You can step down. Okay. Thank you. All right. Your next witness. 
Your Honor, I believe we're calling Aaron Filati by deposition. Oh, okay. Could you put, I'm sorry, could you put your microphone on? We approach, there's two exhibits that we have. Okay. All right, well, we're.
All right. Your next witness, then. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, plaintiff calls Aaron Filotti, also known as Aaron Borem Filotti, and um, Ms. Hurd's counsel begins the questioning. Okay, thank you. <coughs> your full name Erin Salati and it, is Borum your your maiden name correct okay so Borum was your name your last name in the <clears throat> 2014 to 2016 time frame correct that's correct have you communicated with anybody else from Mr. Depp's uh, counsel other than Ms. Vasquez uh, not that I recall oh excuse me excuse me I, I do um I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. I feel like I spoke with him. I, I don't know his last name. Did, did you speak to or communicate with Adam Waldman? Perhaps. I don't recall his last name. Okay. And do you recall when that occurred? That would have been 2019 because I had I had a newborn at that time so maybe May June July something like that 2019 so this is a text exchange between you and Mr. Waldman it appears so okay and do you recall speaking to Mr. Waldman at all yes and do you recall that when you were uh, communicating with Mr. Waldman Mr. Waldman was Mr. Depp's attorney? Yes. Ms. Vladi, you're a trained nurse, is that correct? That's correct. Do you have any specialties? Well, I haven't been working, you know, like I used to, but previously uh, I was trained in addictions and mental health. And when you say addictions, are there specific type of addictions you were trained in? All, but I primarily worked with chemical dependency. And where did you receive training for um, addiction and mental health? Different employment places. And then I uh, became a certified uh, registered uh, addictions nurse. You know who Dr. David Kipper is, correct? Correct. Did you did you work for Dr. Kipper? I, not directly, but he would hire the agency I provided nursing services for, which was Turning Point, I believe. So I worked under his guidance, but not specifically for him most of the time there have been times where i've worked specifically for him okay when did you start working for uh turning point nursing services or whatever the name of that company was i don't recall my best guess would be somewhere between 
2007 or eight. And when did you start to begin to do any work for Dr. Kipper? I believe 2014. What were the circumstances that started you working for Dr. Kipper in 2014? If I recall correctly, it would be for services for Ms. Herb. Were you ever responsible for Mr. Depp's nursing care while he was under the treatment of Dr. Kipper? I provided him with nursing care. So Ms. Filati, I'm showing you what's been marked as exhibit two to your deposition. And these are you these are AH TPD 16929 through 16959. And, and is, is that the paper documents you have a set of the paper documents you have in front of you? Part of it. The first page. And the first page might have said at the bottom also uh, K182. Yes, I have that. Okay. Do you recognize these as your, what, what are these? These are my nursing notes kept for Ms. Kerb. Yes. And, and these are notes you created? Yes. Did you create these notes in the ordinary course of business? Yes. Okay. Um, were you trained in how to prepare these notes? Yes. Would you write these, when? How long after you the visit would you write up these notes? Would depend. Sometimes I would keep notes on my phone that I would transfer to the Word document when I, when I was in front of my laptop. And if not possible, I would do it as soon as feasible. And how often would you show these notes to Dr. Kipper? I don't recall at intervals, but I don't recall. Uh, um, so if you look at the first page of the notes, um, the first the first entry is August 27th, 2014, correct? Yes. And uh, you wrote RN has been hired to provide private nursing care for client Amber Heard, right? Correct. Right. And RN refers to you, correct? Uh, and an RN means registered nurse, correct? Correct. 
Um, and throughout the notes, and you say this here, Amber Heard would be referred to as client or AH, correct? That's correct. And, and Johnny Depp would be referred to as JD? That's correct. Would you agree that Mr. Depp and Amber would get into verbal arguments? Do you recall a general sense of discord in the relationship? What do you mean by general sense of discord? I just recall there being disagreements, reconciliation, and kind of that repeating pattern. And would you be at times taking care of Amber because of this, the disagreements between Mr. Depp and Amber? I provided emotional support. I was not present with her often, but it was available over the phone, via text, and sometimes in person. Do you recall uh, that in March, 2015, uh, Amber went to Australia to be with Mr. Depp? Yes, I remember she went to Australia. As to the dates, I would have to look through documentation to ascertain the exact dates. Okay. And on exhibit two, this is your note of March 7th, 2015? That's correct. And you wrote, a client notifies RN via text of increasing anxiety? Yes, I wrote that. And then on 3-8-15, you wrote, RN received report from Debbie, RN, Debbie being Debbie White, correct? That's correct. Do you recall what the report you received was on March 8th, 2015 from Debbie? I mean, I'm just reading my notes. Sure. So to answer your question, no, I don't recall specifics of what the report would have been. I assume based on this note, that would have been a phone call. Okay, and it says, Client will be returning to Los Angeles on March 9th, 2015, accompanied by house manager Ben. Do you see that? Yeah. Did you have an understanding as to why Amber was leaving Australia in March of 2015? Yes. I don't know if this is the exact timing, but you know better than I, there was an incident in Australia and they had to be Ms. Hurd and Mr. Depp had to be separated. Um, so Ms. Hurd returned to Los Angeles for my, my nursing notes. And I believe Mr. Depp must have stayed in Australia. What was your understanding as to why Mr. Depp and Amber had to be separated? It's hard to recall specifics because I wasn't there or involved at the time, but became involved again. I remember hearing from other people that there was quite an argument between the two. 
in Australia. Do you have any understanding if anyone was injured during um, the argument between the argument between Amber and Mr. Depp? Physically injured? Physically, yeah. Again, I wasn't present, so I'm only speaking as to what I recall during that time period and what I sort of remember hearing from others. And also, I just remember Mr. Depp's finger was injured. I can't tell you specifically which one, but I remember there was an injury to his finger. Do you have any understanding as to how his finger was injured? No. And then, um, Aaron, you wrote the next note on March 9th, 2015, that says uh, RN and CT in touch via text and phone calls after a client arrived at 1500. Yes, I wrote that. Okay. And 1500, you're using military time, correct? Correct. So that would be 3 p.m.? Correct. Okay. And you wrote client expressed feeling, quote, sad, right? Yes, I wrote that. Okay. Do you recall what Amber was sad about approximately March 9th, 2015? I can't speak to the, you know, I don't remember specifically, but I would assume based on my March 8th note, I would make the assumption that those feelings were in relation to the relationship issues. You wrote client states she would like to discuss recent events between her and husband with RN in private tomorrow. Plans are made for RN to visit client at her home tomorrow. Yes, I wrote that. Do you recall all the conversation you had with Amber regarding the events between her and Mr. Depp at this March, around this March 9th, 2015 timeframe? No, I don't recall specific. Do you recall anything in general? I really don't, I'm sorry. Did, did, did Amber at, at express any um, fear of Mr. Depp at this time? I don't recall, I don't, I don't see that in this note, so I, I can't speak to that. Um, and then the note for uh, March 10th, 2015, you see that note? I do. You can take this down. We put up attachment 25, please. Mm -hmm. Can you put it four? I'm showing you a text chain between you and Whitney Heard on March 23rd, 2015. Do you see that? Yes, I do. And on March uh, 23rd, 2015, you texted to Whitney Heard. Debbie just told me what's going on and to check with you. Is Amber awake or fall asleep? Do you see that? Yes, I do. 
Do. And then Ms. Heard wrote, she finally fell asleep. You see that? Yes. Okay. Then you wrote, thank goodness. She must be sorry. exhausted. I'm sorry. Okay. Just, to, just to confirm, this is, this is from Whitney Heard, not Amber Heard, correct? As, as I understand it, it says Whit Heard. Is that your understanding? I assume. Thank you. And then you... Do you recall ever communicating with Whitney Hurt via text or chat? That sounds familiar. Okay. And you wrote, thank goodness, she must be exhausted. You want me to come to the loft or is she safe and sound asleep? You see that? I do see that. Okay. And then Whitney wrote, safe? Question mark. No, she's not. Kept saying she wants to kill herself. You see that? See that? Were you ever concerned about Ms. Heard's safety as it relates to Mr. Depp? So if she made comments to me that she was not safe, I would be concerned about her to ensure that she was safe. Yes. Do you recall Ms. Heard making comments to you about her safety? I remember a general sense when they, meaning Ms. Heard and Mr. Depp, would have arguments. She would often have her friends around her for support. But from a general, you know, physical sense, she was she was always in a safe place. Oh, and you mean where you mean in a general physical sense, she was always in a safe place. What do you mean by that? Meaning she was always not always, I should say, often home, often surrounded with friends. She had friends that lived right down the hallway from her, so she was always supported. Was was Mr. Depp friends with uh, Marilyn Manson? Yes, I believe. Ms. Pilati, I'm showing you what's marked as Exhibit 7, and these are um, texts that Mr. Depp produced between you and him. Um, and I'm focusing on this text message of October 31st, 2015. You see that? Well, so this text message between you and Whitney is on March 23rd, 2015. You see that? I do. Okay. And if we go back to exhibit two, and I'll go back. Um, Um, there, there's no entry for March 23rd, 2015. Yeah. You see that? Not everything you did for Ms. Hurd as a, as a nurse is reflected in these notes, correct? And the next notes we have are November 25th, 2015. Do you know why there's a long um, period where there's no notes? Yes. Perhaps I can shed some light for you and everyone on the relationship. Uh, when I was first hired to care for Ms. Heard, I worked full-time. You know, I was assigned 24-7, basically. And after a period of time, I became more part-time and on call. Uh, and I was working with different clients at the time. So I would 
how to put it, I would not be working regularly, but would also be available if an issue arose or medication change needed or things like that. So I would assume that would account for this, this gap. Why did you move from um, full-time to part-time? I don't know the exact answer, but I, I assume that's not my decision to make. That's usually the client and or treating physician. Okay, so that's the first page of exhibit two. Yes, thank you. So if you can, um, can you go down to, it's about the third paragraph, a little bit, yes. Her report from JD, which refers to Mr. Depp, Debbie, RN, and Dr. Kipper, client AH, which is Ms. Hurd, has reportedly been experiencing increased anxiety and agitation recently and has had several outbursts of anger and rage. From what I remember, when I was involved in the case, it was to help assist Ms. Hurd with some emotional issues, anxiety issues, um, in, in attempts to assist, in layman's term, kind of calming things down a bit. Do you recall any um, examples that you knew of of anger and rage showed by Amber? I do recall her seeing her very angry. I have to refer to my notes. It was in London, so that would have been 2014. And I believe it was in reference to a violating incident where her phone had been hacked and she was quite upset. I saw her angry at that time and other times I don't recall. Were you in London with Amber at the time? Yes. And how was, how was Amber showing her anger? I recall loud kind of elevated uh, voice, yelling, crying, uh, quite upset. Do you recall receiving a call from Amber um, around December 16, 2015 regarding this argument between Mr. Depp and Amber? I don't recall a specific phone call. You, would you doubt that a phone call occurred if, they, if you wrote it down in your notes? If I wrote it, I, I don't doubt that it occurred. I just don't have memory of it. And now you see the note on December 17th, 2015? Yes. And you wrote RN in contact with clients to notify her that she'd be able to deliver medications to her home. RN waited at the door for several minutes after knocking. Client greeted RN at door looking disheveled, hair appeared unbrushed, client appeared weepy and sad, posture is slouched. 
Client told RN about argument with husband. RN offered emotional support, but reminded client that RN could not stay as was on duty with another client and was only visiting in order to deliver medication. Per client, she had not been, she had not had contact with husband since altercation. Client had visible bright red blood appearing at center of lower lip. When RN made client aware that she was actively bleeding on her lip, client stated it was from injuries sustained in the, and then it's blank, you see that? And then we can keep going down in the argument between her and her husband, and then it continues to bleed actively. You wrote that? Yes. And then you also wrote clients also states that her head is bruised and that she lost clumps of hair and altercation. You wrote that? I assume so, it's in my notes. Okay. And then you wrote, RN briefly looked at client's scalp, but was unable to visualize the hematomas client had described. You wrote that? Yes, I would agree. And then you wrote, RN encouraged client to be seen by physician Dr. Kipper or go to emergency urgent care for thorough assessment. You see that? I do. And then you wrote, client states she will contact Dr. Kipper tomorrow. Client is supported by friends Rocky and IO who will be staying in client's home with her. You wrote that? I agree, yes. Okay. And then on December 18, 2015, you wrote, client states she went to Dr. Kipper's office and was assessed by NP Monroe T as Dr. Kipper was out of the office. You wrote that? Yes. And NP stands for nurse practitioner? That's correct. And you understand Monroe T stood for Monroe Tinker? Yes. You recall Mr. Depp ever forgot to take any of his medication? A specific time or ever? At any time where you were working with him. I would say vaguely, yes. Ms. Pallotti, I'm showing this in Mark's Exhibit 11 to your deposition, which is Pallotti 96 through 106. You see that? Yes. You recall receiving, and you recall receiving this text message, right? I have a vague memory of this. Do you recall if you spoke to Amber after you received this text message? Or at any time after you received this text message around May 21st, May 22nd, 2016? Are you saying a phone call? Or just... Phone call. I don't really recall. It could have happened, you just don't recall one way or the other? I would agree with that. And you received this picture from Amber? That's correct. What is this picture of? Just asking if you could scroll down. Ms. Hurd. And does the picture show redness under Ms. Hurd's eyes? You can answer as a lay person if she has such an opinion. If you have an opinion one way or the other, you can let them know. I'm not an expert, so... I mean, there's color on her face in different areas. I don't know what's what. And you received this first picture 
of Amber at 12.36 a.m., correct? That's the timestamp there. And you received another picture at 12.36 a.m.? It appears so. And who do you see in that picture? Also Ms. Heard. And you received a third picture of Amber at 12.36 a.m.? Yes, it appears so. And is that third picture of Amber? Yes, that's Ms. Heard. And you received the fourth picture of Amber at 12.36 a.m.? Then yes. And, and this fourth picture, I think just so it's clear, the fourth picture is of Amber, correct? That's correct. And you received that at 12.36 a.m.? Yes, that's the timestamp. And these are pictures of Amber's face, correct? Yes, that's a picture of her face and neck. Do you recall if you, do you, do you recall, and you recall receiving those pictures? Like I said, I have a vague memory of, of this, but I don't re specifically remember receiving it. <clears throat> um, okay. Do you know if you reported these pictures or what Ms. Heard reported to you to Dr. Kipper? I would assume that if any information uh, was presented to me, I would have contacted Dr. Kipper. And do you know how you would have contacted Dr. Kipper? No, I, I, depending on the date time, I would sometimes call, email, text. Do you recall if you wrote nurse notes for this incident? I don't recall. Do you want us to look at exhibit two? That's the nursing notes? Yeah. Why don't we do sure. that? So there's notes for May 11th, 2016. You see that? Yeah. And then the next notes for May 26th, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Do you know why you didn't include notes for May 21st, 2016? I don't know. And on May 26th, you, you wrote, client texted RN requesting Ambien as she states she's suffering from insomnia due to stress and anxiety. Client reports, quote, having the hardest week of my life, end quote. You wrote that? Yes. And you wrote, client states she cannot deal with the negative media publicity she has received surrounding the divorce she requested from her husband, JD. Dr. Kipper notified Ambien 10 milligrams QHS PRN 14 ordered for Dr. Kipper. Client is encouraged to make appointment with Dr. Kipper in office to be assessed. Client did not respond. You wrote that? Yes. Ms. Vladi, I'm showing you what's been marked as exhibit 12 to your deposition, which is Vladi 114 through 119. Um, you can take a look through them. Uh, it appears to be notes of your, of when you were Mr. Depp's nurse, as opposed to Ms. Heard. But feel free to take a look. That's correct. I, I think these are Mr. Or excuse me, my nursing notes 
in relation to Mr. Depp. So client now is Mr. Depp, correct? That's correct because these nursing notes are in reference to Mr. Depp. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And in the nursing note for April 23rd, 2015, you wrote that Dr. Kipper will introduce Rosalind Phillips to Debbie RN and clients Amber H and Johnny Depp. Debbie RN will assist in coordinating session appointments between clients and Ms. Phillips. Do you know if Mr. Depp and Amber ever saw Rosalind Phillips? I don't know. And at Pilate 117, it shows notes for June 7th, 2016, correct? That is correct. You wrote the following medications were approved for Dr. Kipper to be given to the client. And then there's a list of medications. You wrote these notes, correct? Yes, that's correct. And did you understand that Mr. Depp was taking those medications as of June 7th, 2016? For this nursing note, it appears that he was taking these medications listed. And then there's a nursing note for June 26th, 2016. See that? Yes. And it says you wrote client is going through divorce with wife Amber H and is dealing with the loss of his mother passed away one month ago. Client was provided with the divorce request from wife A.H. three days after mother passed away. You see that? Yes. You wrote that? Yes. So was it your understanding that Amber asked for a divorce? This note says that Mr. Depp was provided with divorce request from Ms. Hurd. So it appears she was the one requesting a divorce. Right. And you wrote next client states he was not aware A.H. wanted divorce and expresses confusion regarding A.H.'s desire to terminate marriage. You wrote that? Yes. Is that what Mr. Depp told you? I would assume if I wrote it in my net in my notes. Then you wrote client's divorce has been highly publicized and wife A.H. has been accused him of several character damaging allegations, including domestic violence. You wrote that, correct? Correct. Was this on information? Did you write this based on information Mr. Depp provided you? I don't know. I would assume that I've had discussions with him regarding this, considering that this is a nursing note for Mr. Depp. Did Mr. Depp tell you his character had been damaged as of June 2016? 
I don't recall. I have to go by what my note says here. Uh, so it alludes to that's something that he had discussed. And you, you see where he wrote, client states he felt helpless previously, but is now angry at AH and wants to clear his name. Mr. Depp told you that? Again, I don't recall for sure, but I would go back to my nursing notes because those were written more at the time. So I would assume that he and I discussed that. Okay, farther down, um, you wrote RN assisted client in processing feelings and encouraged client to continue utilizing individual therapy as re he responded well to RN's use of therapeutic communication. You see that? Yes. And you wrote that, correct? Yes. You wrote, then you wrote client is resistant, stating, quote, I don't want anyone like Amber's wife therapist. He has only made things worse, end quote. You see that? Yes. And you wrote that? Yes. And, and where it's quotes, I don't want anyone like Amber's therapist, he's only made things worse. That was something that Mr. Depp told you? Again, as I have it in quotations, I assume he made that statement. A little farther down, you wrote, throughout RN's visit, client maintains attention and is actively participating in conversation. Client consumed three vodka drinks during RN's seven, seven hour visit. Client did not eat during visit and drank water only with several prompts from RN. RN educated client on possible interactions between prescribed medication and alcohol. Client verbalized understanding but stated, quote, right now I need a little alcohol for all the bad things I'm going through, end quote. You, you wrote those lines? Yes. See, the document speaks best as to how much, how many drinks Mr. Depp had? And that Mr. Depp drank vodka drink, three vodka drinks during your visit? That's what my note says. And then you, then you said, RN provided one-on-one -on -one emotional support and encouraged clients to limit and or abstain from alcohol and illicit drugs. You wrote that? Yes. Um, do, you, do you recall why you told Mr. Depp to abstain from illicit drugs? No, but I did, I did, and not just with Mr. Depp, but in my line of nursing, provide education always with any medication clients are on and uh, contraindications. Do you know if Mr. Depp ever took any illicit drugs during during the two during the 2014 to 2016 timeframe? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't witness him using any illicit drugs, so I can't speak to that. Your Honor, at this point, the questioning switches over to questions for um, by counsel for Mr. Depp. That's all right with us, Your Honor. I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and break for the evening. We will see you uh, in the morning. Just do not discuss the case and do not do any outside research, all right? And we'll have the rest of this tomorrow morning, okay? Thank you.
All right. So we'll see everybody at 10 o'clock tomorrow, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Ron.